Alrighty. Are we live? Are we live? <laughs> Are we live? Alrighty. We have to ask the question. <laughs> it, it. Somebody's audio's on. Is that us? Which who's that? Okay, there we go. Who's that? It's it me. There we go. It's okay. It's Ed's first show. <laughs> yeah. Well, Levy, right away. Levy, come back. Levy, come back. It's good to be back. It's actually his body double. It's not him. <laughs> I was cloned about two weeks ago. Uh, Happy Monday, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you guys are listening. Great to, to have you back, by Thanks, the way. Thanks, man. We missed I, you. I truly, truly did miss your presence and just being here. And uh, it, was, it was hard watching from home. And uh, we'll get into why I was gone and what exactly happened. And uh, the juice. Later. Later, yeah, the, ju- the juicy details later. But uh, we have a very, very, very special guest with us today. Um, and I really want to thank you, and on behalf of all three of us, for taking time out of your Monday to be with us, Mr. Eric Early. Uh, it is totally my pleasure to be here, and I want to thank this special individual, Ronnie Hovanessian, <laughs> for bringing me. I love that name, Ronnie Hovanessian, man. It's like, just rolls off your lips, man. I just <laughs> appreciate love it. it. it I just, remember the name. I think that's very, the first time somebody it, non-Armenian no, said that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like musical. I've told him this before. Nice. Ronnie Hovanessian. So thanks. <laughs> so, you're blushing. You're blushing. Which also goes to our second guest of the day. <laughs> yeah, which basically goes to our second guest, Ronnie. Thank you so much for setting this up for us, man. Anytime. It we, works for months. Thanks, <laughs> man. We appreciate. We do appreciate. It. And it's it's perfect timing because you know uh, voting season is right around the corner, people. And for those I of think you, it was 100 days yesterday. I think 99 today. Yeah, 99. Yeah. Today. So come close. Yeah. So 100 days. Yeah, 100 so uh, for right. those of you that are you know tuning in and don't know you know who the gentleman next to me is uh mr eric early is running against i don't even want to say his name man i don't even want to say his name we must drivester <laughs> well, he's got well, nicknames well he's got a bunch of nicknames go with shifty you go the other one uh, bullshit <laughs> david you know the other one there you go Pencil so Mike. he's running Wasn't against that what Congress called or? yeah congressman adam schiff or uh, i mean yeah. uh, Respect him, respectfully, Congressman Adam Schiff. <laughs> At the end of the day, he is our. He is. You know what? I'm not going to be like those typical people where they say he's not my president. He is our congressman, yes. and he represents us yeah, at this yeah. time. So, yeah. but we don't. We're try, We need change. Do we? Definitely. We, we need change, and uh, change. you know, this is this is one. This is one way of us bringing awareness to not only our viewers but to everybody. We're trying to share this. Uh, anybody who's watching this right now, share it right now to your pages. Uh, share it to all the platforms oh. because we really, really want to get the word out there. Uh, we want you guys to go out there and vote. We want, you know, we want change in, in Congress and we want change up north. And uh, Eric brings a lot of change to the table, and you know, he's going to go over. Um, whatever he can as far as on his campaign or whatever you, you think it, is buddy. okay with it, man. Let's do it whenever you want. Let's at the end start. of the day, we don't want to get shut off you, off of Facebook and YouTube. No, we're not going to get shut off Facebook hopefully and YouTube. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. So, uh, but before we get into the campaign, let's go yeah. a little bit back in time because this is what we like to do. Okay. Uh, we want to talk about you know uh, what you do for a living and yep. you know how you got into politics and what's leading you to run against Mr. Adam Schiff. Okay, good question. Uh for the last 27 years, I've been a practicing attorney. Uh, I started out at a big, fancy uh, law firm in Century City, California, um, <clears throat> one of the uh, really most prominent sort of litigation powerhouses in the country. Uh, one of the main clients of that firm was Kirk Akorian. 
and uh, I'll tell you more about that as we go along here. Um, then about ten, a little over 10 years ago, myself and uh, four of my colleagues left. Uh, we wanted to go it on our own. And we left and we started our own law firm. One of the biggest clients in the firm came with us. And uh, I've been the managing partner since day one. So we started just, there were about, there were four of us, five of us total who started the firm and two other lawyers came with us. Uh, we're now up to about between 25 and 30 lawyers. We uh, practice all around the nation. We're a nationally recognized firm. I've been the uh, managing partner of the law firm since day one. So myself and really two of my other partners run the business. I sign the front of a lot of paychecks every two weeks. We do business litigation, real estate litigation, entertainment litigation, uh, contract litigation, fraud litigation. Um, we fight for our clients uh, all over the country. And, um, you know, it's, I, I happen to love doing it. Uh, I love representing my clients. And, uh, but because uh, I'm the managing partner and, uh, you know, I have to keep the big clients happy and such, but it gives me the opportunity to do what I'm doing now which is, uh, you know, I'm the official candidate running against uh, the guy I call the worst ca uh, congressman of our lifetime, and it's Adam Schiff. Um, you know, uh, and I can tell you why I got in this race, but let me go back a little bit in time because that's the way you started this question. Yeah. So I had been involved behind the scenes in politics for a number of years. Uh, I'd worked on fundraisers for candidates. Uh, I was involved for example, a member of something called the New Majority, the largest Republican PAC in California for a number of years. A uh, lot of stuff behind the scenes. And then in the 2016 election cycle, um, I decided to, or 2018 election cycle, I decided to uh, run for attorney general. I had never run for public office before. Attorney general is a, is a huge office, right? Mm -hmm. um, I got in the race. Nobody knew me in the race. And it turned out to be an incredible experience. Uh, I spoke up and down the state. I ended up getting endorsed by great people uh, in that race. I met so many great people. Um, and by the time it was over, I didn't get through the primary, but I got almost one million votes around the state of California. And it was just an amazing experience. So I got the bug, so to speak. Yeah. But unlike all the other people I was running against and so many other people run for office, I've got this great life. You know, I have the great law firm. Uh, so I went back to my law firm. It was fabulous. I love it. Uh, I also have a great family. Um, you know, I'm very blessed. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've got a fiancé. Uh, we're getting married. I think it's set for November. Um, this year? Yeah, this year, buddy. After the election. We've been, uh, we've been together a couple of years. Between us, we have uh, four grown children. We're empty nesters. My dad was in the Marines in combat in the Korean War. Uh, my uh, fiancé's son is on an aircraft carrier right now. Um, we've got three dogs. We've got a cat. We've got a lot going on. Wow. And so, uh, so flash forward to now, why did I decide to do it? Um, you know, I was, uh, I've been saying for years now that I firmly believe um, we're in a battle of good versus evil in America right now. And I don't just say that kidding around. Uh, Listen, I think communism is evil. I think socialism is evil for all the reasons I could explain to you if you want. And this is what we're fighting in this country right now. 
And a lot of people for a lot of years while I was saying this were looking at me like, well, what's he talking about? Although a lot of people were even agreeing with me back then. But now in the last few months, they're seeing more and more what I've been talking about. And then I would see Schiff uh, during the time of the Russia hoax when he was coming out every other minute on TV, uh, coming out and saying to everybody that he had clear-cut evidence that the president, President Trump, had colluded with Russians to get elected. And a lot of people, including me, knew there was no way in hell that Donald Trump colluded with Russians to get elected. We knew it was a joke from day one. It was ridiculous. So I knew from day one, and that's not based on inside information. It was just quite obvious to me. And so uh, I would watch as Adam Schiff would get on TV and say what he said about having this clear-cut evidence. And I knew he was lying to my face. I knew he was lying to the country. I knew the mainstream media that, that was putting him on was uh, you know, an aider and a better to the lies to tens of millions of people around the country. And I got pissed off. And I got, like I said, I got fed up. I spoke to my family. I spoke to my political people. I didn't see anybody else good get in the race or other people get in the race. I thought they were all weak candidates. So I've, I got fed up. I stepped up. And we got in the race last July. And we had a primary uh, in March. There were eight people running for the two top positions on March 3rd primary. And now there's just two people standing, and it's me versus the uh, most despicable congressman of our lifetime. So there is a general overview. Um, I'll be happy to talk about all of it, buddy. Yeah. So go for it. I like to talk. <laughs> <No. laughs> and I've got a lot of very, I've got a lot of very strong convictions, and I, I think your uh, viewers and you guys are going to find out after a while if you haven't already figured it out. I'm not a politician, and I don't need this stuff in my life. Okay. All these politicians shift absolutely. All they care about is getting reelected every two years. They'll do and say anything they need to do to get reelected. They're convictionless hacks. I don't need this stuff in my life, but I do love this country very much, and I believe it's in trouble right now, and I believe good people got to step up and fight, and that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, our state is in trouble big time. Eric, do you point. think we should have uh, Congress should have term limits as well? Yes. Thank you. That's very important. And let me say right there, if if – for no other reason, and there are lots of reasons, we need a change in this district. If for no other reason, Adam Schiff has had this job for 20 years, and he treats it like it's a permanent career job. Because it and, is. And politics, this government of ours was never designed to have these, these politicians, these two-year terms, add up to 20 years, and it is not a permanent career, career job. And... If for no other reason, Adam Schiff should be voted out of office for that reason alone. There's plenty of other reasons as well. We'll be talking about them today, I'm sure. We're running for what district are you are you running for, Eric? It's the 28th district. Of, it's the 28th district of California. And just for everybody watching, I'm going to look at the camera now and say this. Uh, it is. It includes Glendale, Burbank, Sunland, Tahunga, La Cañada, Flint Ridge a sliver of Pasadena, Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, Hollywood, Hollywood Hills, and West Hollywood. It's a big swath of Southern California. And if you live in that area, whether you're registered to vote as a Republican, a Democrat, or no party preference, you can all vote for me. And I need your votes. How, how many yeah. people for the district uh, usually end up voting? 
Well, let me get to that. Numbers? Let me get that into a minute. To a mm-hmm. minute I, before I want to make sure everybody knows. So I've been endorsed by the uh, California Republican Party, the state mm-hmm. party. I've been endorsed by the L.A. County Republican Party. I've been endorsed by uh, former District Attorney of Los Angeles County Steve Cooley, former L.A. County Supervisor Mike Antonovich. These are great people. Former Governor of the State of California Pete Wilson. Uh, Ronald Reagan's former chief speechwriter. You know who that was? Yes, no. Kenneth Kachikian. Yes, Ken has endorsed me. Really? David and I, David Terpetrosian, who's my deputy campaign manager, is sitting right over there behind the camera. Uh, we went down. We went down and we met with Ken. And, you know, meeting these legends is always pretty amazing. It's one of the great things about being uh, doing this stuff. That's a great man. And uh, Ken agreed to endorse me. And so... Uh, I've been in, and many other people and many other organizations, Glendale Burbank Republican Assembly, Southern California Republican Women and Men. I've got all, you know, the great endorsements. And, um, you know, a lot of people think this clown Schiff is just going to walk into office, but we've got news for him. He's never run into anything like me. Is he campaigning at all? Well, this is the way he campaigns. Uh, he is campaigning. But let me tell you the way this guy Schiff works. He's essentially, for 20 years now, abandoned this district. Oh, yeah, he's got some staffers here that pay lip service to people in the community and help every once in a while. But for all the major problems in this district, Schiff has done nothing. Schiff lives 3,000 miles away almost the entire year. He's got apparently a very uh, expensive home in Maryland in the suburbs of D.C. He apparently also has his family has a home in Massachusetts. And that's where Schiff is. And this, the rumor on him is, for example, throughout this entire COVID situation, now, you know, it started, what, February, March? He has not been anywhere near here except for this is the way he works. This guy jets in and he jets out. He jets in. He goes to a fundraiser of his of these Hollywood types who think he walks on water. He then does a, uh, you know, an appearance at, like, the L.A. Times or the uh, sycophants in the local TV stations that kiss up to him. He does his interviews. He might drive around handing out pies to a couple old ladies. He gets back on his plane, disappears. That's the way this guy um, campaigns. And it always starts heating up with him doing this as we get closer to Election Day. Another thing he's doing now is he zooms in you know, to meetings here and there. Um, and then he gets on you know, the national TV stations that love him, this, the mainstream media, you know, CNN, MSNBC, these types of stations. And, um, and he, he comes out with his, uh, his so-called uh, profound statements, which are complete garbage if you analyze them. And this is the way he campaigns. And unfortunately, uh, the mainstream media out here would love to see nothing more than to see him get reelected. And so they give him these platforms because they hate Donald Trump as much as he does. Uh, they don't care that this guy's completely abandoned our district for 20 years. They don't care that he hasn't done a damn thing about homelessness, which is now 50,000 people on the streets and counting. Never did a damn thing about it. 20 years ago, none of that existed, by the way, when he started in office. They don't care that crime is on the rise. And instead of supporting law enforcement like I do, Schiff has gotten on his knees, put his fist in the air, and says, defund law enforcement. Well, I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. I believe not only should we not defund law enforcement, we should increase funding to law enforcement. I want to protect all of our citizens, 
And in this day and age, I want to protect our men and women of law enforcement because they're under attack. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on about how Schiff has done nothing for this district or whatever positions he's taken are the wrong positions. Um, so there's a little taste. Uh, you know, this we could not have a starker choice in this election. And, you know, I know the... I know the two people that ran against him the last two elections, very nice people, but they're not me. And uh, we're, we're, we're taking it to this guy. As you should. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're not kidding around here. Yeah, now, let's, real quick, As sorry Ronnie to cut you off. Uh, Eric, <laughs> with uh, defunding the police, I'm against defunding the police, Yeah, but good. something has to be done about the pay of the upper not echelons of the chiefs of police and those deputies of police, their paychecks need to be reviewed. I'm not saying defund the police. We should have more cops on the streets. I'll agree with you on that. Let me tell you what I uh, have to say about the police. I think if you want to start cutting pay, look at uh, some of your uh, city officials, city leaders, for All example, in the city of Glendale. Okay? Look at, look at how much money those people are getting paid. Okay, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I guess I just lost all their support. But when it comes to law enforcement, um, this is what I would do. First of all, I believe we need to increase funding to law enforcement because they were cash strapped before this garbage of defunding started. They need more manpower, and that means man and woman power. They need better equipment. They need more vehicles. They need more money for training. Training is where all this stuff comes from. Uh, they need more money for all kinds of things. Instead, it's going in reverse, thanks to this worm who's our, our mayor named Garcetti. And I'll be happy to talk about him. But one thing I do believe we need to do with uh, our police department all around the country, frankly. You know, I have a very close friend of mine who's a former police chief. Before that, he was LAPD, rank and file, 25 years. Uh, he was a, a police chief in two smaller cities in California. He said, Eric, every police chief in the country knows the approximately 2% of bad cops that are on the force, okay? Everybody. And the rank and file, the 98%, the good cops, know the bad cops. And the police chiefs will always tell you, we can't fire the bad cops because there's an entire sort of protection system up there for those bad cops. And for a police chief, and my buddy went through this, trying to get rid of a bad cop, it ended up total blowback on him uh, from the city council from the, of the small city he was uh, chief of, uh, a lawsuit from the bad cop uh, and those protecting him. We And he'll be the first to tell you, and so many chiefs will tell you this, if we could get rid of the bad cops, we would not have what we had with the George Floyd situation because that cop was clearly a bad cop, George Floyd was murdered. There's no doubt about it. Every cop I've spoken to about it, all the good cops say he was murdered. That never should have happened. And that cop that murdered George Floyd should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. So we have to figure out a way to get rid of the 2% of the bad cops. And that's something I want to work on when I get to D.C. Mind you, Adam Schiff has never done a damn thing about it. Um, that's what we have to focus on. Uh, and then, and, and by the way, there's very few things that a good cop hates more than a bad cop. Because look at, for example, what this bad cop who killed George Floyd, look what he's done to the entire profession, uh, the image he's given. So uh, Completely but, destroyed the image. 
Yeah, and uh, but but we got to stick up for the good cops, all right? I'm tired of this this garbage where, uh, you know, we're living in a state now. This is I call California effectively a leaderless state. Gavin Newsom is an empty suit. All he cares about is if his hair looks good and he looks pretty on camera. Uh, I would too if my aunt was Pelosi. There you go, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, you know, she's a beauty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't get enough of her. Well, you know, every night. Whenever, <laughs> whenever she's talking on TV, she's wrestling more with trying to keep her teeth in her mouth than oh uh, than what she's talking about. Yeah. It's, it's scary, actually. Uh, but um, you know, but Newsom is an empty suit. Um, our mayor down here, Garcetti, is just a spineless worm. He uh, he will cave and appease anybody. Uh, you know. We had our great brave men and women in law enforcement getting rocks, bricks, ice, ice water, uh, iron bars thrown at them when the savages were demonstrating yeah. a couple of weeks ago out here. They stood their ground. They were incredible. A week later or so, uh, this mayor gets up, says, I'm defunding them $150 million uh, and sending their money, by the way, to places. Uh, I guarantee at least 80% of the money is not going to go to places that's going to be good for us. So uh, he's not a leader. Schiff is just, you know, he's on his knees daily. Uh, he's just Mr. Politically Correct, worm, lying sack. And a leader is somebody that has to be able to say tough things. If you're politically correct, you cannot be a leader. Those two words don't work together because leaders have to make tough decisions and say things that don't make everybody happy. So they have to say things that are not politically correct. We need a whole new generation of leaders in this state. It's a whole other uh, subject that I could talk about for a while. But... Um, there's a lot going on, and these are tough times, and um, and uh, these are not times for these three uh, pampered children, the Newsoms, the Garcettis, the Schiffs, who have all made it known they want to be president one day. They all think they're auditioning to be president right now. They've all failed the test miserably. They're never going to be president. This is, is not a time for these pampered children who are groomed to be politicians, who've been in that business their whole life, to be in government because we're fighting an internal battle in this country right now. we got forces that want to take over this country, take it towards communism, take it into communism. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't see this yet, but more and more people Slowly in the quote-unquote silent majority are mm -hmm. seeing this because all you got to do, for example, look at what's going on in Portland right now. Every single night for the last 60 nights or so, these savages have been uh, going haywire up there. Yeah. Um, so these are tough times. These are serious times, and these are times for people like me who actually give a damn about this stuff to be in power. Now, you mentioned, Eric, earlier about homelessness. There you go. Um, there you go. I've said it. <laughs> said it all, boys. Well, Joseph, not all. Joseph had a question <laughs> There's regarding... There's a lot of questions. I'm actually yeah. a good guy. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Joseph had a question about homeless homelessness. Uh, he says, what, what do you think the main reason is for the uncontrollable homeless population increasing in Los Angeles? Uh, Joseph, is Joseph on beaming in out there? Yes. Is that we get uh -huh. messages in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Joseph, thanks for your question. Uh, listen, I think the main reason is, is failed leadership again. You know, the Newsoms, the Garcettis, the Schiffs think that it is compassionate to let these people live on the street because they want to live on a street it's compassionate to let them let them live and die on a street i don't i don't believe 
letting somebody live on a street is compassionate, okay? I don't believe letting somebody die on a street is compassionate. I'll tell you about what my plan is for homelessness that none of these characters I've been talking about would go near. Um, but another big reason is the legal structure right now, the case structure, case law structure, basically says that if you do not have a place to live, uh, then you are allowed to live on a street. And so a lot of our people in government say, well, the law protects them and allows them to live on the street. And I'll get to that in a minute. Another reason we have so many people living on the street, you don't have to be a psychiatrist to know this. Take a walk through Skid Row. There's no doubt in my mind that at least 70% of those people are severely mentally ill. All right? Uh, you know, back in the day, we had serious mental institutions, mental facilities. They're gone. Um, then, of course, you have severe drug abuse, and then you have a very, very small percentage of these people that don't have that are not severely mentally ill or and or drug abusers, um, but they legitimately and seriously can't afford housing, uh, and those are the ones that, frankly, I feel the worst for. Um, but that's what you have, and then you have this government in our state that is feckless and weak. Uh, you know, I don't know if you all realize this. We all paid a ton in taxes, so I think it was called Proposition HHH or Measure HHH. They got over a billion dollars in our California taxes. That was supposed to be used to build housing for the homeless. Uh, the money disappeared into the, you know, into the great, uh, you know, Black hole, black hole, black hole of, of, California. of California, which is financially bankrupt and was financially bankrupt it's way, called the Pelosi hole. way before COVID. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there, bro. And uh, and uh, he's got he's fixated with Pelosi. Oh yeah, he's got an hour now for every Pelosi. Night, every night, every, every night, night, every night, every night. Ronnie, can I uh, move a little bit over there? <laughs> move a little bit, little bit further to my right. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, um, listen. This is what I want to do with homeless. We we have to forcibly remove these people off the streets, okay? It's for their own good, and it's for the good of all the businesses and the peoples and how the neighborhoods that, that are yeah. being destroyed. I'll tell you exactly how I see it happening. There was, and of course, I will be attacked by the mainstream media. I'm not compassionate. How could I forcibly remove somebody who's dropping dead on a street off a street, right? Um they, 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 they believe it's compassion to let people live out there. Um, I've studied a, a, a plan, something that was actually done. It was in Utah. It was called Operation Rio Grande, working under the same exact laws that I'm telling you about that says people can live on the street if they want to live on the street. In Utah, they unshackled the police, and they said, pick them up. Pick them up. Now, how do you do that if they're allowed to live on a street? Most of these folks have some sort of criminal history, something pending, whether it's a failure to appear or a felony this or a misdemeanor that. And you can use those as reasons to forcibly take people off the street. Now, what are you going to do when you take them off the street? There are vacant federal and state lands all around the state of California, all around the country. There are vacant buildings on these lands all around the state and all around the country. We should fix these up. They don't have to be beautiful condos or anything like that. They have to be roofs over people's heads. Sufficient. Have, sufficient. 
and we should separate out certain sections of these. We should have, for those who are severely mentally ill, that's a section, and we have health care professionals there. For those with the severe drug problems, that's a section. We have the drug professionals there. For those who are on the, for the veterans, we have special for the veterans. For the folks, the unfortunate small percentage who literally can't afford a house, we move them into these kind of facilities, but way away from everybody else, because these folks and their families should not be living with people who are severely mentally ill and have heavy drug problems. That's the way we start doing things, and yeah, so we got to forcibly remove them off the streets. But because of their criminal history, what you do is you get you can pick them up and you say, "Listen, you got a choice. You can go to this place over here for treatment, or you're going to prison." Okay. And they will agree, for the most part, to go to where I'm talking about. At the same time, when I'm in D.C., uh, I want to do whatever I can to get the dialogue going because I believe we need to rebuild our our mental health care system in this nation from the ground up. There are severely mentally ill people all over the place. They're not all living on the street. Many families all around our country, certainly in our state, know somebody, know a relative, know friends, that know somebody that's severely mentally ill. I don't know if you guys ever dealt with somebody like that. I'm not talking about household mental illness. Somebody gets, you know, depressed here and there. I'm talking about severe mental illness, which when you when you see it, you know it. These people are not living and thinking uh, the way people think, and many of them are dangerous to themselves and the people they know, and there's nothing you can do with people like that right now. Nothing. So... Uh, we need to rebuild our nation's mental health care system from the ground up. It was taken apart starting in the 1960s. Uh, and that having those facilities will help us with many things, which I could go on and on about. So I've got a plan for homelessness. Yeah, this is going to have to be worked out. Yeah, I'd have to sit down with a bunch of experts, work it out. I'd have to try and work with uh, my colleagues in Congress on it. But for starters, you need a congressperson, an elected official of any sort, that actually gives a damn about this stuff and I think you can hear I give a damn about this stuff this bozo I'm running against could give a shit less excuse my French you don't have to uh, take my word for it certainly don't take his word for it because every word out of his mouth is a lie he'll say he cares about him tremendously judging by his actions that's when you know what's in a person's heart judging by his 20 years of inaction well, it's Judges, all Trump's fault, no? According to him, yeah. everything in the world is Trump's, Trump's fault. fault. You, you know, Homelessness in California Well, dude, you know Trump's the drill. Fault. You know the drill. This is the Democrat mantra. You know, Joe Biden's been in office for probably the last 98 years. His <laughs> girlfriend Pelosi's been in office for the last 97 years. Be careful, Eric. My wife gets pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I gave you away. Schiff has been in Congress for 20 years, and before that he was in state government here. I mean, forever. You know, Newsom, the same thing. These people have been in office for decades, but it's all Donald Trump's fault. He's been Donald in office Trump. for three years. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how one guy in three years could just ruin the magic that these people had created for the last hundred. I've seen years. those memes many times. But just stay on the subject. Sharon's actually saying, "Sharon, yeah, how you doing?" She's saying, "You know what? That's a great idea early." And I think she's being sarcastic, Eric. obviously. Uh, oh, she's no, being no, she's sarcastic. saying, "Yeah, she's saying great idea early uh, <laughs> to fill the prisons with the homeless." Uh, yeah, Sharon, you obviously didn't wor- listen to a word I just said, did you? I didn't say fill the prisons with the homeless. In fact, I said 
we put them in the facilities that I just talked about. So maybe you missed that part of the conversation. So why don't you do a rewind and listen to exactly what I said. But what you have to do to be able to even effectuate the ability to pull these people off the street is you have to use their criminal histories to do it. But the last thing I want to do is criminalize the homeless, okay? But Sharon, Sharon, why we have you here, because I'd like this is an open forum. What is your solution for homelessness? Sharon, let's hear it. We're going to wait for yeah, Sharon we'll wait to, for respond. Sharon to or, respond. Or Sharon, are you just happy to let them live and die on the street like that? Or maybe you don't care because you drive by them in idea. your car every day yeah. looking at them and, uh, and just imagining that they're just living wonderful lives. I would like to hear Sharon's uh, solution. Maybe Sharon, like most of California, thinks it's a real estate issue because I remember there was a, a candidate who supposedly wanted to run against Trump on the Republican Party <laughs> this genius was proposing every family be offered ten thousand yeah. dollars a year to take in the homeless. Well, yes, I'm not kidding. Listen, let me give you my. You, have my, you? Did you? Have, well, are listen, you familiar with that campaign? What I'm familiar with is that um, these folks uh, running the state of California, mm -hmm. when they were taxing us billions of dollars to help the homeless, uh, they were talking about building housing for the homeless. Again, take a walk through Skid Row. You guys, everybody, one of your viewers, take a walk down through Skid Row in downtown. And let me know how many of those folks you think, if you handed a key to and said, here's your free condo, uh, you will never have to pay a penny for it. Let me know how many of those folks you think will actually be able to survive in that situation. They can't. Most of these yeah. people are very unfortunately severely mentally ill so uh and drugs so too eric drugs yes they are all too yes yeah, well, so that, that's so. been done though and you know what they ended up doing at those yeah. beautiful condos is they ended up breaking it down and living as if they're on the street anyways they're, they they don't like you said yeah. they don't have the mental capacity so to live a normal and life. and but, and let me just say this what i'm saying sounds not compassionate i get it Somebody like this Sharon here probably thinks, man, just build them a condo, give them a key. They can't afford a house. We're going to be the nicest people in the world. They're going to all go run into their free condos. Maybe they'll live as, uh, you know, her neighbor. And, uh, of course, she would, uh, you know. Let's Sharon how many homeless be people moving she'll take. Ex exactly, Sharon. And, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who she is. I don't know. Maybe you know she No, is. no, I don't. I, but, we have no idea who But she the is. fact of the matter is, is, yeah, you... I could talk the compassionate game. This is the compassion. This is the way, quote unquote, nice people are supposed to talk. We're going to get all the wealthy to, we're going to tax the wealthy, and we're going to build, we're going to count the number of people on the streets, 50,000. So we're going to build 50,000 new condos. They're going to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give each of them a free condo. Can we give them a Tesla and then, while we're at it? We'll give them a Tesla, and we're going to bring them food. And everything they need, we're going to take care of them because we're going to be loving and compassionate. <laughs> you know, we got to be realistic, all right? We gotta, we've got to face facts. We've got to deal with it. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you've talked to the people who have homeless encampments right down the street from where they live, and people are defecating on their front lawns and, and causing all kinds of crime in their neighborhoods. And business owners who are not able to open their businesses because people are sleeping out in front yeah. of their businesses – 
you know, we don't care about everybody. I dealt with it for years right here. I'm telling you, a lot of people don't understand. This isn't a Republican issue. This isn't a Democratic right. issue. This is a mental health issue. Sir, and, yes. and multiple doctors who have basically done research on specifically Skid Row have realized that no, these, there's majority of the people there have either mental issues or drug abuse issues. You have needles, feces, all this disgustingness all over the street. You really think you building a brand new condo is that condo's not going to turn into what that street is? <clears throat> you should talk to some of the people I've spoken to because I speak to all people all over the district. Uh, you know, one day when you're you know you're out you're inside your nice house there in your nice little neighborhood there, and you open a window and you see a guy taking a dump on your front lawn. Uh, that that gives people religion pretty quick, as far as like saying, "Wait a second, why are we waiting for that?" Eric? We, we've got to get this I, something taken care of. Here. Eric, why are we waiting for that? If I if I'm paying property taxes and within 500 feet of my house there's encampments on yeah, both sides, both problem. sides of my house, it's a huge problem. Are, it's a huge problem, I, buddy. If I go left or right out of my you area, know, I have to go through homeless encampment me, to get out. You know, it's a huge problem. Um, by the yeah, way, Sharon you know, does not have a plan. And by the way, well, I yeah, can't. Sharon w- didn't have a plan. Oh, she doesn't. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay. I was, I was anxious. To to, I was anxious to hear it. Uh, people are asking actually um, how to donate to your campaign. Whoa, that. Thank you, um, because I want There's something else about homelessness I want to talk about. But before we get there, uh, the best place to go to donate is www.ericearly.com. E R I C, E A R L Y dot com, and you can donate right on there. You go to the, you press the donation button. And there's three ways to donate. One is right there on the computer. It goes straight to my campaign treasurer's bank account, uh, and it shows up right on my phone and and his phone. And you can actually leave me comments when you donate that way, and I read everybody's comments. Uh, You'll see also on the computer it shows how to mail in a donation or call in a donation. So, And while we're on the subject of donations, you know, that is what is fueling this campaign. You know, my opponent's been in office forever. He's sitting in over $10 million of campaign cash that he's raised forever and really hasn't had to use because he hasn't run into somebody like me in a while. We have a true grassroots campaign going on. We have now raised over $1.5 million. Uh, This is a serious campaign. We've had over 28,000 small donors from around America who are supporting me and supporting this campaign. Like I said, Schiff has never run into anything like this before. The last guy who ran against him two years ago, uh, David tells me he raised no more than $50,000. Wow. Less, less than forty. So, less are than you 40, serious? So, $35,000. So, wow. folks, your donations are the way we take this to Adam Schiff. I cannot tell you how important they are. We, 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 we treat your money like it's our money. No de- no donation is too small. It adds up. We have a great campaign team uh, behind us on this thing. We're very serious about it. And, uh, and Adam Schiff, by the way, has taken note. Because this is one thing these candidates who think they're going to keep walking off do is they, they like to completely ignore the opposition. Because if they, if they mention their opponent's name, then they, they give their opponent attention, regardless of, of what they say. Well, Schiff has taken note. He is now sending out his own fundraising emails, um, mentioning my name in it to all his people. Of course, attacking me, saying that I'm, you know, I'm just a far right, you know, Trump lover. Whatever he says, uh, you know, 
listen, I'll just, and I'll have all your, your viewers know, I'm in this race for all citizens of all races, creeds, colors, sexual orientation who are not breaking the law, okay? I'll do whatever I can for everybody. I care about this district. I care about this country, and I'm not kidding around. So your donations, folks, uh, please make them. You have no idea how much they help us. Uh, It's everything. This is truly a grassroots campaign. So thank you for asking that question, ericearly.com. Yeah, I actually um, pinned the yeah. website to the Thank to you. the page. So yeah, and you can read more to, about me on there. It's a pretty cool website. Uh, but let me get back into um, homelessness again. <laughs> no, I'm leave Sharon alone. <laughs> Listen, I don't have anything against Sharon. Yes. I don't know Sharon from Adam. But and if I get elected, and I hope I get elected, I'll do my best to help Sharon out too if she's living in the district. But but you know, I've been saying for years now that these homeless encampments are among many things, huge potentials for health emergencies. Uh, You know, there was uh, typhoid, literally, and other things coming up, sprouting out of these homeless encampments a couple years ago. Uh, Anybody who's ever seen these encampments are all over. There's one a quarter mile from where I live, big one. Um, You know that it's just, you can just feel the medical problems. And then comes COVID, right? And this is one of the fascinating things, and I keep talking about this. There's only one place that I know of in Los Angeles these days where legally you're not, you don't have to wear a mask. You can gather with friends. You don't have to social distance. You can live on top of your neighbors practically. Uh, You could sit out, have a beer, and drink coffee and everything else in the city of Los Angeles. And that's the homeless encampments. No, and protests too. Whether it's legal or whether it's not legal, that's what's going on there, okay? So if we're to believe all the stuff that these, uh, these quote-unquote leaders of ours are telling us, one would expect that of the 50,000 people living on the street in Los Angeles, a huge chunk of them would have been wiped out by now, right? Easily, of course. Of course. I mean, because of everything these, these uh, quote-unquote leaders are telling us. So, But if you want to find out how many of the uh, those who have contracted the disease and how many of those who have died are or were homeless, it will be easier for you to get the keys to Fort Knox than to find out that information. Nobody... Nobody has that info. Well, they have it. Or the keys. They're not telling us. <laughs> We've buddy. talked about it multiple times on the they're show. They're not telling us. And I speculate that the reason they're not telling us is because Garcetti, Newsom, Schiff, the County Board of Supervisors, they have so badly failed us on homelessness. They have not done anything for years and years about it, and they are afraid to admit how bad it is with COVID. Or alternatively, and I hope this is true, they're not dying in droves, and maybe they're not even getting infected in droves. And what does that say about how severe this disease is? But something is not right there, given everything else they're telling us. Um, I wish you didn't say that, Eric, because now I feel like we're going to have a homeless encampment in two weeks full of COVID patients. 
This is just my <laughs> no, feeling. No, man, about this topic. It. This topic has been talked it's about not what so I want, many man. times. I, mean, I don't want that. But, that's it, the but fear. That's the fear. Is but listen, as soon as you talk about something, always, it just tends to happen. I know, but they always brush it up. Anytime I've spoken to somebody, I say, "Listen, yeah. where is the most unsanitary yeah. environment in Los Angeles?" And I tell them a lot. I say it's Skid Row, and it's the areas where the homeless are. Populated. And by the way, it's not. It's still that way right yeah. now. And I tell you them how many right people. And I'm like, how many people have died of COVID in the homeless area? They yeah. go, well, I don't know. Well, why don't you know? Well, the numbers aren't let there. Me, let well, me tell you something. There is no doubt in my mind that the L.A. County Super Board of Supervisors, the quote-unquote doctor who's telling everybody how we must live our lives, I'd be happy to talk about her, uh, this uh, spineless worm Garcetti, this Governor Schiff, they all know the answer to those questions. They have to know the answer to those questions. Uh, and all we can do is speculate why they're not telling us. Um, but something's not right and all you have to do is drive through a homeless encampment use your common sense based on everything they've been telling us about covid for months now you know we're not idiots well nobody's asking them if Schiff is only going to uh, the mainstream media they've never asked him these questions don't forget many, hollywood parties man yeah or they've never that has one of them ever asked how many were infected during the uh, protest or like you said the homeless population and uh, not that i know of and he's never gone on to you know you're on krla as well yes. right mm-hmm. 8, 8 70 a.m yep he's never he's been invited by everybody dennis prager larry elder uh, uh mark levin all these guys He's never, ever been on any of those. Why would he? Show. Because he's not going to be able to to even speak what he wants to Let speak. Me tell you he's something. going to be backed into a corner. Let me tell you something. This big baller, Adam Schiff, is a coward, okay? We're trying. We're announcing in every public forum that I want to debate him. I want to debate him early and often. I believe in the American system, and I believe our voters of all political persuasions have a right to see and hear and learn about who they are to vote for. So uh, we're doing everything we can to reach out and get this guy to uh, debate me. So far, all we keep getting on the other side is crickets. And, and I, don't want just, I don't want him to come in and say, uh, yeah, he'll Zoom debate me, you know, from, uh, from, his, from in front of his little <laughs> uh, fireplace in, back in Maryland with his mask on. I want him on a stage in front of me. We'll have people in the audience. They'll be sitting socially distanced apart. I want, <laughs> I want to do this the real way, and I want to debate this guy. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Schiff avoids those kind of troubles. The shows he goes on are the Chuck Todds and the Rachel Maddows and the Anderson Scripted Coopers <laughs> and, you know, the Ellix Michelsons and all these other characters who have just, you know, who are just complete sycophants for Schiff. They know he's a liar. They're more than happy to have him lie to them, which is their prerogative. If you want to talk to somebody and have, and you know somebody's lying to you, but you still want them to continue lying to you, that's your prerogative, I guess. I think you're nuts for that, but that's your prerogative. But my issue is, is when they put Schiff on and they know he's lying, they're letting millions of Americans be lied to also. And that's my problem with all of those people in the mainstream media. Don't allow... Don't allow this guy to keep lying to America. And by the way, while we're on that subject, the Wall Street Journal uh, on May 12th, 2020, go ahead, Google that, folks. It's called something like All Shifts Tapes or All Shifts, All the Shift Transcripts, I think is the title of it. 
the Wall Street Journal on May 12, 2020, their mm -hmm. editorial board, so this is like the serious of the serious, end their uh, editorial about Adam Schiff by saying, and this is a direct quote, as for Mr. Schiff, no one should ever believe another word he ever says again. That's a direct quote. Mm -hmm. All right? Uh, and I don't believe a word he says again. And at one point, and I don't, this is paraphrasing, they said, we, we ask our our you know our colleagues in the media to stop keep putting this guy on because he cannot be believed and yet they keep doing it how far do you think they're willing to push uh shift do you think shift is just gonna stay a rep for district 28 for a while or do you think he has ambitions for much bigger things well i know the answer but you know the answer you must know the answer yes that guy definitely. is as ambitious as they listen and what everybody in politics will tell you and behind the scenes people and stuff is that Adam Schiff either wants to uh, replace Diane Feinstein as the next senator in California right. uh which uh, you know she's she can only do it so much longer uh that would be terrible to see him uh, become senator here for all the reasons I'm talking about today or uh you know he he wants obviously wants to see Biden Joe Biden who unfortunately does not look like he can even tie his shoelaces at this point he wants Joe. <laughs> he wants Joe Biden to become president, so that he ends up in a uh, some sort of high-ranking cabinet position, or maybe attorney general, or heaven forbid, the CIA or something like that. Uh, this is what Schiff wants, and he is using this district, our district here, the 28th district, with huge problems, as simply a placeholder uh, to uh, until he gets to one of those other positions. And this is another thing I say. This being a congressman or woman for any district in America, it's obviously a hugely important job. Mm -hmm. You got so many things you need to do to help people and to to help our country, and to use it merely as a placeholder is an outrage. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's what Schiff wants. Ronnie, how did you come to support Eric early and? Uh, and Ryan, let me stop you there. And I'm sure, by the way, the <laughs> night that... Sorry, Ronnie. Thanks. Then you can jump in. That'll sure. give you something to think about now. I, I'm sure the night that Joe Biden got up there and announced that uh, he was going to be selecting a woman to be vice president, I'm sure Schiff went and just, you know, he went to the bathroom and closed the door for two hours because I'm sure he was also hoping he would have been, <laughs> he would have been, he would have been a, a, a vice president. I wouldn't be surprised choice. if he cut his thing off just to make sure he's give him a chance. <laughs> give him a chance, <laughs> a cutting chance. <laughs> cutting chance. <laughs> I'm not going here, boys. Uh, Mister. Okay, Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> so how did I come to? Because I know, unfortunately, I hate to admit this, but. A lot of Armenians support Schiff because they're stupid enough to believe that he cares for the Armenian community because yep. he shows up once a year in a purple That's T-shirt. What he does, dude. And I get to these that. guys, these guys <laughs> swore by him. Oh, he loves the Armenian genocide. Yeah. Come on, guys, get your head out of your ass. The guy could care less about your our genocide or what happens in Armenia. I mean, he posts a couple things now because of what's going on with Azerbaijan, and uh, that's about it. He gets. Thousands of votes. This whole Azerbaijan thing is perfect timing for him yeah. for his campaign. Yeah. This is the way Schiff rolls. He lies to everybody. He makes it sound like he's telling the truth, and then he does nothing. Yeah. He is a pathological liar. When somebody lies about one thing, like he does, they lie about everything. And that's why, for example, 
the Wall Street Journal said that. So I would say to the Armenian community, stop being played by Mr. Schiff. Stop it. And we'll talk about, obviously, uh, the recognition of the genocide. And we'll talk about Schiff's, what he sold the public on his involvement in that as compared to what really has gone on. But, Ronnie, go ahead. So, first of all, hi, everyone. Ronnie, bring it in. Bring it, bring it, it in. in. Okay, there perfect. I don't have a voice bad. like Armand, but okay. It's okay. We can deepen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first go of all, I'm not associated with the campaign whatsoever. I'm just a... Private citizen. Yeah, private yeah. citizen. I'm really concerned about uh, our community. So that's why I was seeking for... I'm always seeking for candidates that represent my values. Now, maybe some don't don't share that, but... Uh, hey, what can I do? It's a free country so far. Well, uh, Roderick has an interesting comment. Do you want to read that one? Well, let's let, let's let, let's let Ron. So the the way the way the the way I met um, Eric is basically I seeked him out. I know him from his AG campaign, Attorney General campaign. So I said I always research all the candidates before I vote. I'm, I don't bl- blindly support anyone. So that's the way I first time I came in contact. So you with don't Eric. do what I do. Go and see whatever has D and just. I used to do that no, when I was a, when I was a Democrat. Yeah, shocking. I was I used to be Democrat. Uh, Are we serious? Yes. Oh. Not, it's joking. not a joke. I was joking. It's not a joke. Well, hey, I, that's why I know I both believe sides. it because Joseph was a supporter of Schiff before. Now, Joseph would probably, I don't want to say I, what he would do if he could. Actually, shockingly, Schiff. the last Democrat I voted for was Schiff. So but, I wish oh, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was no choice back then. That's why have, that's at least why I can say I've never voted for that piece of shit. Well, there was no choice back then. Now, the reason I support Ericus, as I said, it's um, this, we haven't had a serious candidate in this district for the past 20 years. I remember I moved in, to the U.S. in 97 from Germany. I grew up there. Uh, and that's when Adam Schiff was running against Jim Rogan and became um, the uh, basic our Congress or representatives, unfortunately. So, and since then, we haven't had a serious candidate. So when I saw, like, a Facebook ad from Eric, I said, oh, this guy has a chance. So that's why I'm so adamant uh, in terms of educating the community about Eric's uh, chances to win. And I just want to let the Armenian community know that, no, the Armenian community is not the one that's putting Adam Schiff into office. Um, I don't know if Eric is going to go into the details of the breakdown of of the numbers, in, in, in the district? Yeah, that's what I asked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to know show, how, yeah. as far as like votes needed. That's what okay. well, that's I, the most I, important. I, I have the list here, but roughly What's the there's, a, there's yeah, about like, 700,000 uh, people, a population in, the, in District 28. And about um, 250,000 voted. Now, out of the 750, uh, doesn't mean they're registered voters, but only 250,000 voted last time around. Out of those 250, about 50,000 are Armenian registered voters. So and out of those 50,000, as, as David was pointing out at one of, our media, uh, one of the that's meetings. That's a fifth of your voters. 20%, huh? Wow. That's a high That's number. the Armenian vote. 50,000 registered Armenian votes. Out of those 50,000, 25,000 voted. Now, total, the numbers that uh, basically elected uh, Schiff was around 190,000. The Republican candidate last time around got around 50,000. Maybe around uh, 190,000 brain-dead people. David, are those all the numbers? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Whatever I say, it's researched. 
So bottom line is there's a huge pool of silent votes that haven't voted for a long time. And uh, I know a lot of people around myself that haven't voted before. Well, before that's yeah, that's why I'm here to inform people that Eric has a huge chance of winning this time around, especially with this all uh, sentiment that's going on, this negative sentiment with Adam Schiff and yeah. impeachment and all this, this guy and that. Knows. When I first met Ronnie, you know, we've gotten to know each other. We're friends now. Ronnie's amazing. Uh, when you talk to somebody who's serious about this stuff, this guy's serious about this stuff. Well, it, it's funny. We stuff. were talking to Eric off the podcast before we started. We said the, the biggest issue right now is people not voting. The people not going out and actually submitting their votes. It's, it's, and that's one thing that I think that's how Hillary actually but, lost is she thought, you know what? It's going to be an easy ride. I got this. The polls are on in my favor. I'm hoping that's the same thing that happens with Adam Schiff right now. He thinks he's like the default congressman. Yeah, yeah and, like, you know, and most yeah. Armenians, unfortunately, in our community, and uh, can I? <laughs> and there's only a certain couple of groups that basically push Adam Schiff. And there's only two, basically. One is the ANCA. Aspara's uh, News. Aspara, basically. They're all the same uh, arm, basically. Can I say? You say you it. I say whatever whatever you want. Okay. We're not going to censor Basically, it, yeah. it's the Dash Naksetun and the ANCA. Bottom line, that's what it is. They're pushing all the liberal uh, politicians. To vote for Schiff. To vote for Schiff. And uh, I think they're more of us than them. Definitely. That, but but at the, uh, as Eric said, I think Adam Schiff is now waking up and seeing the seriousness of his campaign. Whereas before... They were just laughing and brushing the campaign off. That's why last time around, when he was campaigning against the other candidate, he walked off the debate. They pretended there's an emergency, and they walked off. Adam did? Adam did, yes. Mm. Is that on video? You could Google it. I'm sure there's somewhere in the smart Google so, if they didn't take it off. We all now, go, Sorry, go ahead. Now, my last thing is, in terms of debate, one thing we can do is start a hashtag, Adam Debate Eric. And let's start it today. And tag him. Let's do it. Let's let the community let the community get yeah. involved and, and 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 ask him. Hey, come out and let's debate. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's what I want to ask you though. As far as you know, when the presidential debate happens, you have Republican versus Democrat on national TV, and they sit down and they debate each other or stand up and debate each other. Is that something practical as far as congressmen standing up and debating each other? Heck yeah, man! That happens all the time in the a best normal way. world. Congressmen, congresswomen, senators. Uh, you so know, why is he mayors, why is he ducking why is he ducking you? Uh, well, I can't answer what's going on. High school his elections head. had debates. You think exactly. they shouldn't have debates? Yeah. Come on, I get it. Do you really think you can answer any questions? <laughs> I can't answer what's going through his head, but um, we're not gonna we're not gonna stop uh, demanding that he debate me. Like I said, I want I want more than one debate. I want to debate him as many times as possible. I want the people of our district, all races, creeds, colors, sexual orientation, all American citizens to see him, to see me, and then make your decision. Uh, so we're doing our best. And, uh, you know, what Ronnie's saying about the hashtag uh, thing, that sounds great. Um, but, uh, but we're going after him. Uh, you know, another thing is, that's been a tremendous blessing to me is that, um, you know, I run a great law firm, right? Uh, now I'm running for office. Got a great family. I was, I was never a radio host in my life. Starting about three months ago, out of the blue, I got contacted by two different radio stations in one week. They contacted me. They offered me 
radio shows. So right now, so now, and then about three weeks ago, another station contacted me. So right now I have three live radio shows a week. And even though we're living in a day and age, and certainly in a part of the world where the mainstream media, the LA Times of the world and some others would prefer never to hear my voice out there, uh-huh. uh, I am now getting my voice out all around the community. It's a beautiful thing. On Sunday afternoons, live, 12 noon, on KRLA, AM 870, The Answer, which is a big AM station out here. Yes, it is. Uh, I've got a show live called The Early Edition. Uh, It's amazing. I get phone calls live. I have guests on the air. Uh, That thing beams all, all over the Southern California area. Now on Sunday evening... At 8 p.m. live, I've got a show called The Latest with Eric Early on KABC AM 790. That that sucker beams all over Southern California. We, we got people, you know, Huntington Beach, Riverside County calling in, I mean, from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, And then I've got a, a national digital radio show on Saturdays called on CRN Talk Radio that beams all around America. And uh, so I am getting my voice out there, and I love it because I have a ton of things to say. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that this is the kind of stuff that is completely freaking out Adam Schiff because this is the way that character works. He wants to make believe that he is morally superior to us, that we're all stupider than him, that he is somehow high and mighty, and how dare Anybody running against him get hurt out there in the land. But it's happening. It's happening more and more. And this guy Schiff is freaking out. And who knows? Maybe he'll get or he'll maybe he'll get into this thing at some point, man. You never know. I mean, he's got he's got staffers out there following me all over the place. <laughs> Listen to everything I do. All right. I and, hope they're uh, watching. And uh, you know they are freaking out. And one of the ways that Schiff will totally freak out. Is he knows I'm making inroads into the Armenian American community. We have so many great people from the community who are supporting me, uh, you know, all over. And the support for me in the Armenian American community is growing tremendously. And more and more people are realizing that this guy Schiff has fed the community a bill of goods for 20 years. Listen, in 2009 and 2010, The Democrats held the Congress. So they held the House of Representatives, they held the Senate, they had the presidency. Did Adam Schiff introduce the resolution to have the Armenian genocide recognized when the Democrats had the entire government? He didn't do it. All right? Yes, thankfully, recently, both the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate have recognized the genocide. Schiff wants everybody to believe it was all him. It was not all Adam Schiff. There was all kinds of Democrat and Republican congressmen and women and senators who Mm -hmm. got that done. It wasn't Adam Schiff. And I'll tell you something. There's only one of us who will have President Trump's here to get our great country of America to finally and forever sign and recognize the Armenian Genocide in memory of the one and a half million souls who were butchered by the Ottomans. And I'm the only one that will be able to talk to President Trump. So, you know, 
and this is high on my agenda, something I want to do. Um, and I'll do whatever I can to get that done if I get elected. But, Eric, uh, you gotta get on. You gotta get on Armenian programs like Armenian televised programs, ARTN, Sean, U.S. Armenia, all those programs. David, what are we doing along? If those you guys have connections, hey, we do. That's what Joseph also Georgia's mentioned. Yeah. You have someone that's gonna help you get to those. Let me people. tell you something. I will speak anytime, anywhere to anybody. So. I would love to get on those stations. So let's work together yeah, and let's, get it set Let's up. see if we could set something up with uh, Joe was saying it, right? Yeah. But uh, because at the same time, a lot of the older Armenian folks, they don't know any better as far as, okay, it's time to vote. What do they look right. at? They think default, shift, shift, shift. Oh, shift has always been for the Armenian people, for the Armenian people, but they don't see what's going on on the outside. Yeah. No, it's like uh, because it's, someone just mentioned that Armenian majority of Armenians that vote over the age of 50 – these people just listen to Verej Agajanian's show, and that's well, the person they listen yeah, to. Yeah, so that's why they gotta, we got to open their eyes and How be like, okay, listen. Can I get on his show? Verej Agajanian's? Yeah, ah, that's going to be a tough yeah. one, man. He's a, I highly, he's a, he's a very, very uh, liberal yeah. mayor. Well, you, you know, know, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know give who that is, right? The no, mayor I, oh, the mayor of Glendale. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, he's a tough guy. You know David, we've in, been talking about him. You know what? I'm, we're gonna, David, let's go talk to uh, Ken. You know whose yes. endorsement you need to get? I would say. I'm surprised, you know. And let me say something, by the way. Who, you know? I'm sorry. What were you saying? Are you familiar with Dr. Drew? Of course, I'm familiar with him. You know, Listen, he's one of the few that's actually been trying to uh, fix this homeless issue. Well, I, I have a lot to say, a fair amount to say, a fair amount to say yeah. about Drew. But before I get there, let me say this: another thing that the folks in the community need to know. We touched on it at the beginning here. You know, my mentor as a lawyer. Uh, is a lawyer named Terry Christensen. Terry Christensen was Kirk Kikorian's personal lawyer for four decades, 40 straight years. Wow. When Kirk bought his controlling interest in Chrysler Corporation, that deal closed in my former law firm's boardroom. When Kirk bought his controlling interest in MGM, that deal closed in my former boardroom. Uh, when Kirk through his company, Tracinda Corporation, named after his daughters, Tracinda, uh, Tracy, and Linda, sued Daimler Chrysler Corporation for over $2 billion. Terry was a lead trial lawyer on that case, and I was the second lead trial lawyer on that case. We flew all over the world in Kirk's private Boeing business jet. For example, we took depositions in Germany of all the you know higher-ups at uh, Mercedes-Benz and stuff like that, Daimler-Benz. Um, you know, Kirk was one of the greatest humans that ever walked the face of the earth. I got to meet him and talk to him. And, uh, you know, you're talking about a, a, just a unicorn, right? Yes. And um, it's just something the community should know, you know. I used to go over to his offices in Beverly Hills. It was incredible. My good friend, Jay Rakow, ran the Lindsay Foundation for a couple of years. I don't know if you're familiar with that foundation. That was a foundation by which Kirk... Uh, you know, donated billions of dollars to Armenia to, Armenia to yeah. build roads and airports yeah. and everything else. Jim Algin, who was Kirk's lieutenant forever, was a great guy. I knew Jim. Unfortunately, they both passed away now. But, um, you know, I not only have an incredible legal background and incredible legal experience, but I met that legendary figure, and he was incredible. And I've got great stories about him. We had a couple of comments which I think maybe you should address. One, Steve was asking, can you say anything nice about Adam Schiff? 
one thing. <laughs> I'll nice let you snack. think about that. I'll well, let you no, think I, about that. <laughs> unfortunately, Steve, you may not be happy with the answer, but um, the only compliment I can give the man is I believe he's the most talented liar I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, I, I don't really have... Listen, I have a problem with elected officials that care more for their own personal vanity, their own personal career, and, and than the people they, they represent, and, and, and care more about politicizing everything and twisting words and lying to keep certain people in power, including themselves, than doing what's right for the people. And I, unfortunately, Adam Schiff is, you know, a stellar example of that I don't have respect for that. There you go, Steve. We had nothing good to tell you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, the- Ro- Roderick. Uh, Roderick had a comment about how all politicians are liars, and Roderick, well, we don't have a politician us. next to us. That's the problem. Is he wasn't with us when he said that, right? He's well, not a politician. He's not a politician. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a good difference. answer. Yeah, Roderick, I'm not a politician, buddy. I was going to thank you. What I am trying to be, Roderick, listen. My bad, brother. Listen, I get it. I'm a lawyer, okay? I'm running for uh, political office. I get it. I, I check all the boxes, right? Um, listen, I want to be a public servant. I don't want to be a politician. And I like to think that if and when I'm elected, I will always realize who my boss is and whose money I'm spending. And I like to believe that I will always believe that you, Roderick, and everybody in this room and everybody else in the district are my bosses. And that any money that I'm spending is your money. And, you know, I do have some training in that, Roderick, because as an attorney, I've got clients, all right? They pay my bills. They're the people I'm fighting for in cases. And they're my bosses, and I've never lost sight of that, and obviously I never could lose sight of that. So, uh, you know, one thing I would say is, though, Roderick, when you're in office for 20 years and before that shift was in the state government here, unfortunately so many of them lose complete sight of what I just said. Uh, and, uh, and they are, and, and, you know, as far as liars and who lies and doesn't lie, all I could tell you is I will... Do my best to always tell the truth, whether it's good, bad, or ugly that you want to hear. But one thing we know for a fact is that my opponent is a proven liar. And why don't you start with the May 12, 2020 issue of the Wall Street Journal. Like I said, I think the title's called All, All the Shift Transcripts. And I'd commend everybody who's listening to this uh, to Google that and read that article. It's an eye-opener. It's very enlightening. Uh, the Wall Street Journal is by no means a, a an arm of the Republican Party. In fact, many people think it's more Democrat than Republican at I this point so. in history. Yeah, so, uh, you know, read that article, Roderick. See what you think. But it calls out Adam Schiff as being a proven liar. So don't believe me. Believe that. Levy's got a good question there, uh, we do, there's a ton. There's a yeah. ton of. There's a ton of questions, man. There's. I don't even know if we're going to get to all of these. Uh, Aster says, "Do you see a trend in not politicians entering the pol- political arena, I do. especially since after Trump's success?" Yes, sir. What was the name of the person? Aster. Aster. Uh, the answer. First of all, thank you for your great question. 
And, Esther, I do see that. It's something I'm certainly pushing for. I mean, I'm a non-politician. I'm trying to get into government. But I think that's one of the main things we learned from President Trump is that you don't need to be a lifelong politician to be a politician. It's actually preferred you're not. Well, it is. That's, <laughs> today it is. Listen, it's not just today, by the way. This is the way the founders, the geniuses who created this form of government, designed this government. It was for people to come out of the private sector, bring their expertise to government to help the people, to use their expertise to help the people, stay in a few years, and get the heck out. Now, you say a few years, Eric. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. One of our listeners said, would you commit to a yes. maximum of six, term li- six terms? Me? Six so 12 terms? Years? 12 years. Heck yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would commit to less than 12 years, frankly. Because um, so you don't need that much time to no, get the man, job done. No, man, are you serious? If you're Listen, actually there for, for the right reasons, <laughs> Listen, you don't need 12 years. Plus, you know, I really do have a blessed life. Let me tell you something. I want to get elected. I want to win this race. The thought of going and mixing it up with 450 uh, people in Congress, I would say at least 50% of them are complete chuckleheads. No, this is not something I'm looking necessarily forward to doing. I'm looking forward to doing what I can to help this country and helping this district out. So I have, I have no desire to spend my life uh, being in Congress. And, oh, by the way, if I do get elected, the cut and pay I'm going to take for this job would freak everybody at this table out. I don't know how much you're making, so look at me. Let me just tell you something. The cut and pay would be monumental. Also, I'm a name partner in a law firm, and one of the, uh, which I'm very proud of, and we built a brand. And one of the uh, one of the rules of the House of Representatives, if you're a name partner in a law firm, you beco- go to Congress, you got to take your name off the door. Wow. So, you know. That's a huge deal. Yeah. So this is See, not just like some of these people who, I mean, some people run for Congress. It's, it's you know, this will be the biggest raise they ever get in their life. But that's not the case for me. So you got to be uh, very serious about doing this and, and really, um, you know, really care. I mean, we have a gentleman here who's actually really willing to sacrifice his life for, you know, the state, you know, for the country. You know, my dad uh, was a Marine. He fought in combat in North Korea. My parents instilled in me a great love for America. And, uh, you know, I've got children. I've also got a grandson. I care about their futures. I care about all your kids' futures. I care about all your grandchildren's futures. I care about their children's futures. And, you know, I, I've read a lot of history in my time, and I know where these people on the far left would take this country if we let them do that. We're going through an internal, a fight within our borders right now. I don't would know. Would you it, call it a civil war? Well, I'm not. Silent one? I'm not at a civil war yet, and I hope we don't get there. But we are in a battle of good versus evil in this country, and uh, more and more people are going to have to step up because these people on the other side, these maniacs who are tearing down statues and trying to rewrite our history and everything they're doing, uh, they've had a 20, 25-year head start on the rest of us. This has been going on under the carpet for many years. And uh, I believe the good and decent, God-fearing people of America, the silent majority, are now waking up, and we we will beat them back. We will win this war. But we got to start stepping up. And now, here I am, folks. Now, Eric, I want more people to join me. And, yeah, getting back to the original question, I want to see more and more people come out of the private sector and get involved in politics. Run for office. Do it. I know a lot of people think about it. I know it. I thought about it for years. 
stop thinking about it. This stuff is possible. It can be done. Uh, you know, you know, find somebody like my great uh, deputy campaign manager, David Turpetrosian. <laughs> David, come here. Say hi. Come on, David. Don't be camera shy, David. <laughs> All right, David. Oh Join us, David. David knows I'm not camera shy. There, there he is. What's up, gentlemen? This young man here, David, I don't think you're on camera. He'll be on camera. He'll be on camera. There's a delay. Oh, there, oh, okay. There's a delay. Okay. Listen, this young man here is my deputy campaign manager. This guy knows more about the inner workings of politics. Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So it's not as difficult as you may think to get involved in politics. There are certain forms you fill out. There are certain things you have to submit by certain deadlines. Uh, and, and before you know it, listen, before the first election I did just a couple years ago, I was just wondering, how do you do this stuff? Now, by now, I'm sort of a known quantity in this business. But, you know, it can be done. And to uh, that gentleman's question, to all of you out there, get involved in government. If you can pull it off in your personal lives and in your lives, run for office. It's, uh, it's an amazing experience. And we need more, more and more people to come out of the private sector. I call it drain the swamp. You call it whatever you want to do. We got to get into Washington. We got to get into state government too. We got to drain the swamp of these people that they that that think that they have been born since birth and entitled to be our leaders. We're done with them. So many of our problems that we're dealing with have been created by them. So, yes, I want more and more people come out of private sector. Every single person sitting around this table, if you want to do it, David, I could see one day being like somebody great can in, I, can in I politics. Say I get do out it. The camera? Yeah. yeah. Mike here. And I mean, the one thing I want to say, I mean, you guys are all, I'm going to, you mind if I hold this yeah, up here? Hold on, hold on. You, get, you guys are all part of the Armenian community, so you you know what our community is like. Right. And this is what I tell a lot of people as to why I got involved in, in local politics. Is I used to work at a restaurant when I was younger, when I was about 15, 16, and uh, the one thing I would notice is we would have so many fundraisers, and like, you would have galas, the Armenian Bar Association, the Armenian Heart, Heart Association, and all these like political events, and it's a bunch of organizations that claim to represent the Armenian community. A lot of them do, don't get me wrong. But at every single one of these events, it's always the same, like 50 people claiming to represent the Armenian community. All of them are wealthy. All of them are in the pockets of the shifts of the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you, whenever Eric talks about swamp in D.C., yeah. we have a swamp right here in Glendale and Burbank and Pasadena yeah. that, that the community has ignored for far too long. Yep. Like these people don't, true. they don't, a lot of the people who claim to represent the Armenian community, sadly, the last thing they do is represent us. You know what I mean? So I think as far as the Armenian community, that's why a lot of people in the Armenian community, like myself, have to step up, get involved, back great candidates like Eric. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we have so to get rid of the well Armenian said, swamp. It's that's a wonderful thing this you're doing. Uh, no, it is. You're, it is. Not you're a young man, would. so yeah, you've got your whole future ahead oh, of you to be able to. David's incredible. Yeah. Thank you uh, you just saw the tip of the iceberg. Thanks, David. Thank you. You just saw the tip of the iceberg there. But, you know, this guy Schiff, for example, he's been a lifer in a swamp his whole life. And he walks around acting like only somebody like him could be, could be a politician. How dare somebody come out of non-politic world and actually <laughs> run against him? Well, I've got news for that creep. He's go he, we're going to get him. We're going to replace him. It is time to get somebody like that out of office. And, and all your li viewers should think and ask themselves, what has Schiff really done for us in 20 years? Now, if you hate Donald Trump, then I guess you have your answer because Schiff has spent the last three years 
wasting all of our time lying to us to try and destroy a duly elected president. I know there's a lot of people in the district that love him just for that because they hate the president. Ask yourselves, other than that, and by the way, I don't believe any of that, that three years is a positive, but ask yourself, other than that, what has Adam Schiff done for this district in 20 years? Good luck coming up with a solid answer. He, I'm telling we'll you, he's been, he's, been sitting in, he's been sitting in office as a default congressman. Simple yeah. as that. And as uh, David said, it's because of the swamp, the Armenian um, swamp we have. And in terms of getting involved, uh, I'd like to add something. It's not just be, be getting uh, involved in the sense of running for office. People can get involved in different ways. I'm getting involved right now. I don't need to do this. I could be at home with my family right now. But I care for the community. I don't get paid. As a matter of fact, I'm right now planning an Armenian uh, kickoff event for Eric, exclusive for Armenians, uh, which the invitation is going to go out. It's going to be on August 22nd. It's, it's me and a few other Armenian guys got together, and we're doing this just because we care for the community. We want to change our future. We don't want to see our kids get indoctrinated at school. Yep. I'm sure you're going to talk about that a little bit. Yes, sir. We don't want to see that the school district distri uh, rep uh, ignore our voices and close our schools down. We don't want to see... Uh, all these, uh, I call the elitist Armenians that are part of ANCA, constantly represent us. No, that's not us. You know, we are all business people. You are a real estate guy. You have a, your business. He has his business. I have my business. That's why I, you have your own business, I believe. That's why when I look for a candidate, I look for a candidate that has a business background. Because people who are in business, they think differently. They just don't lock the door, go home, mm -hmm. and come back tomorrow. You know, they constantly think about you know, it's not an yeah, eight to five. Literally. They think differently. That's why when yeah. I that's why I supported Trump since two thousand eleven, not two thousand fifteen. When I l l hear them speak at the CPAC in two thousand eleven before Romney, that said this is the guy who's I support and I've been supporting him since then. And not because I'm a huge Republican, no, I'm a Trump guy. Because he's a business guy. That's it. He's not even a Republican, he's a populist. That's it. So well, that's when, why I when, support this guy. When was it? I think it was in the 80s where Trump said if he ever runs, he would run, run Actually, as a Democrat. That, that article was not true. That's was it not true? It, Didn't he say it on Oprah it, as well? He uh, said it on no. Oprah as well. He said, I would, if I ever were to run, I would run as a Democrat. I know the article. I, I, I posted it multiple times. I debunked it multiple times. It, I'll like, find the video where he but, says but it. But let anyways, me, regardless. Let, let me, I'm sorry, Ryan. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Let me answer that, by the way, running as a Democrat or Republican. You know, before Ronald Reagan became president, I was a Democrat. He became president, and then almost exclusively I became a Republican, with certain, as far as who I voted for, with certain exceptions. And Ronald Reagan, I think, said it best, because Ronald Reagan used to be a Democrat. And he said, I did not leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left, left me. me. Uh, and that's that. exactly what happened to me. And by the way, and so when you say Trump, you know, 20 years ago or something, said he'd run as a Democrat, okay. The Democrat Party left him. And this is what I say to so many people in our district. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't hold anything against anybody for how somebody's registered to vote. I do want everybody to, who can vote to register to vote. I got lots of friends. I mean, obviously I got a lot of friends who are Republicans who are conservative. I got lots of friends who are no party preference. Got lots of friends registered as Democrats. I live in Los Angeles. You know, I get it. But what I would say to so many people in the Democrat who are registered as Democrats and many people are registered as no party preference, your leaders, 
your Democrat elected officials have left you by. Because I know for a fact so many people registered as Democrat, so many no-party preferences, don't want to see looting and rioting in the streets, don't want to see their elected official get on their knees and support defunding cops. Uh, they don't want to see this anarchy that the shifts and the Newsoms and the uh, you know, Garcettis of the world are bringing upon us. They see the rise in crime. They see the homelessness. They see that their elected officials never did a damn thing about any of this. So, listen, uh, start thinking, folks, regardless of how you're registered, start thinking about uh, you know voting for a Republican. We actually care about you. I actually care very much about the people in this district. So, you know, that's getting back to whatever Trump said he would vote as back in the day something uh, there's another subject i want to talk about uh, i can't i don't have that much more time here but um you know ronnie mentioned um education this is a huge issue for me huge issue for me there is no doubt in my mind and i've been talking about this for years too this is not just me coming to the party now because of what's going on that these kids out there these lunatics, I call them savages, frankly, that are up in Portland who've been rioting, burning, looting for something like 60 straight nights, pulling down statues, shouting out defund the cops, you know, violence all over the place. This, by the way, most of them white kids, all right? There's been cops up there quoted as saying, we have more minorities on the police force up here than these maniacs who are demonstrating saying defund the police. <laughs> uh, you know where they came from? They came from going through 20-year indoctrination camps, which are also known as our public schools and, in some instances, some of our private schools. What has been going on in our school system underneath our noses would shock most Americans. Uh, these kids have been taught now for 20 years America is bad. Caucasians are the reason for everything wrong. Religion is bad. Socialism is good. Communism is good. Sexually crazy stuff. This is what our kids are learning under our noses that we haven't seen for all these years. I know a lot about this. I've been leading a lawsuit in Santa Barbara of over 300 great citizens now. That's been going on for over a year. We've been suing the Santa Barbara Unified School District, Public School District, and this group that they have paid over $1.5 million in taxpayer monies to to come in and indoctrinate the kids with this filth. We got their materials. It would shock people. And, and then when you participate in the board meetings up there, the school board meetings, you might as well be sitting in an office in the Kremlin in the USSR 20 years ago. These people are flat-out communists. They're the ones determining uh, how to spend the taxpayer money, how to hire, and what the program is should, should be for the kids. I've gotten calls from all around America. Parents tell me, Eric, this is happening in our district. What do we do about it? This has been a, an organized plan. There's lots of stuff written on it. They know that the way to take over this country internally was to work on the brains of the kids. And then what you have is all these kids that have come out 
been completely brainwashed. There's nothing you can do with these kind of brains when they've gone through that kind of indoctrination. They're set in their ways. So many of these people have gone into academia and they're teaching the next generation of kids. So many of these people have gone into the mainstream media. That's what's controlling the CNNs and the MSNBCs. Don't forget and social, the Los media. Don't forget social Times media. And so much of the social media. And so many of these people now are making them their way into the Democrat caucus. These squad members, this AOC who has got the brain of a chipmunk. Uh, That's an insult and, to and a chipmunk. It really is. I'm, I apologize to the yeah, chipmunk. Take that back, please. And, and <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I apologize. I do. I take that sorry, back. Sorry, chipmunk. I like sorry, chipmunk. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. I like chipmunks. I take that back. They were uh, created by an Armenian. How about if, she, if I say she has the brain of a pigeon? But I like pigeons, too. Pigeons are so, relatively so, smart, too. So, so, so the fact of the matter is, is this is what we're fighting yeah. against, and there is an underlying... I'm sorry if it sounds dramatic to people, but there's an underlying Marxist communist takeover going on in this country right now, and we got to step up. So when I get to D.C., one of my biggest things, I want to get on the education committee. We have to – I've really – the public school system, unfortunately, it's controlled by the teachers' unions. The teachers' unions are a Vicious. huge part of this issue. Yeah. They are radicalized. They are teaching all these things we talk, talked about. We have to create a parallel school system to the public schools, charter schools, uh, parental choice, Thank homeschooling, you. bring together other experts, talk about what we could do. And in these schools, while they're teaching Marxism in the public schools now, in the schools I'm talking about, we again talk about how America is the greatest country God ever created. We're not perfect. We talk about the problems, too. But in human history, there's never been a country like America. Amen. Same thing with capitalism. Not perfect, but in human history, we've never had a system like this. And yeah, we've got to keep working on a, a more perfect union. Kids, again, have to be taught about socialism and communism and the tens of millions of people that died in those regimes, about the people whose dreams were slaughtered in those regimes, could never dream, people who couldn't start businesses in those regimes, people who couldn't, you know, Pray to their God in those regimes, and on and on. This is what we have to be teaching our kids again. It's a huge issue for me. And uh, I guarantee you, gentlemen, Adam Schiff, my opponent, has never said one word about this stuff. He could care less about it. And I guarantee you he supports exactly what they're teaching in those public schools. They haven't lived through any of this stuff. No, they you know what it is? Because like, the Armenian community, if you ask a majority of them, and unfortunately there's still a minority of them that are kind of still brainwashed now, but they, we've lived through a communist regime. Yep. We've lived through, uh, I've, even like the Persian Armenians, through Islamic. an Islamic regime yeah. where you know, you're not allowed to you know, yeah. practice your faith. You're not allowed to wear a certain type yep. of clothing. Uh, the Armenians, you know, under the communist regime, Soviet Union we've lived through all that stuff yes. so when we came to this country we seek opportunity and what did we find we found literally what you said the greatest country in the world yeah we're not perfect it isn't perfect nothing is perfect Listen. but name one other country where it's better to be a minority besides the United exactly. States Venezuela. you can't I lived Venezuela. in four continents oh yeah does not exist, and nobody understands this more than people who have either immigrated and escaped from those kind of systems or first-generation kids who've seen and heard it directly from their parents. And, uh, and you know, you guys understand 
the horrors out there that these lunatic kids are demonstrating to try and take us back to. Mm -hmm. These ones that were brainwashed. It's a huge issue for me. And while you're mentioning, you know, the Persians and the Persian Armenians, this Mullah regime in Iran is downright evil, all right? These are sick, evil people. The majority of the people in Iran are good, decent people. And they've been kept down now for years by these torturers and these butchers. And Adam Schiff, for example, supported the nuclear deal with Iran, which gave them, would have given them probably in two years from now the right to build nuclear warheads. Uh, This was after giving them a couple hundred billion dollars, almost $200 billion a couple years ago. Schiff supported that. President Trump got us out of that mess. President Trump's been squeezing that Mueller regime into uh, to the point where it is either going to be squeezed completely out of existence or it's going to be squeezed to the point where the good and decent secular people of Iran uprise and finally throw those mullahs out. Uh, but, you know, these are the evils we're fighting out there. You know, I, I know a good deal about what's going on. I study it. I read it. I talk to people. And listen, we have a stark choice in this election. You want somebody that supports the mullahs? You vote for Adam Schiff. You want to you want to uh, vote for somebody who gets in their knees in their face of evil, and those who uh, are, are looting and burning and want to bring on communism in this country? Vote for Adam Schiff. If you want to vote for somebody with no convictions whatsoever and is really spineless, vote for Adam Schiff. But if you if you care about the issues we're talking about, you want your kids to go to good and decent schools where they learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. They learn to love their country. Uh, you know, they learn how to do what it takes. They learn critical thinking. They 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 want they learn what it takes to be a success in life in the future. Vote for Eric Early. You know, uh, if you want to fight this threat that's going on internally in our country, uh, these these communists, which is what they are, vote for Eric Early. You support law enforcement, vote for Eric Early. You want vo- you wanted somebody in office to at least who at least cares about the homelessness situation and will try something. I'm not saying my plan's gonna work, but I I, I want to roll my sleeves plan. and do something. <laughs> vote for Eric yeah. Early. And if you want to uh, vote for somebody who understands business who wants to deregulate business, who'll do whatever I can to lower our tax burden, who fight for fixing our infrastructure. There's only one person in this race to vote for, and that's Eric Early. So, uh, you know, that's a story, folks. I, I really appreciate this. This was awesome. You guys are awesome. This forum, this uh, whole thing you've created here, I was, t- I was telling these guys before we got on the air, I'm just blown away by it. <laughs> I am. I love this. I love I love this. We're 91 episodes deep. Eric. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yes. You know, it's just like, you know, in a way, it's it's a lot like, you know, three, four years ago, I had never run for office before. Now, uh, you know, we're we're known quantities out there all over the place. You guys, I don't know when you started this, but this came out of nothing. And look at what you guys have 90, built. 91 weeks and, ago. And one day, <laughs> one day, this could become the uh, the largest Armenian television station in the United States. Hey, man. And remember, you, you, remember you, you heard it right here, right now. So, uh, we're, we're, by we're, none we're, other than Mr. Eric Early. Yeah. <laughs> we're, here's the thing. We're, we're, we're growing. And Eric, you know what? You have our support. I'll Thank tell you, you that man. much. Million percent. Uh, yeah. Thank you. People. 
you're getting your ballots early yeah. when you're voting. Yeah. It's not hard. Look at who you're voting for. Read who you're voting for. Do the research. Understand, you know, what this ballot is when you're actually bubbling in those bubbles. Uh, as soon as you get to Congress, congressman, you know who to vote for, guys. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Thank Literally. You. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I need everybody's support out there. This is serious. Spread the word. Yeah, Talk to everybody. Spread, spread the word. The, your vote is incredibly important. Don't think it's anything less than that. And to those folks, you know, who aren't registered but can register, uh, you know, encourage them to register Absolutely. to vote, too. Also, and I need your support. Guys, if you have a platform as far as uh, be obviously besides the wise nuts, but if you guys have and I know this whole COVID thing is going on. But uh, if you'd like Eric to speak to yeah. a, a group of people, some sort of platform, whether it's Zoom, in person, anything. Yeah. Guys, reach out to us. We'll reach out to Great. Ronnie. Ronnie will reach Great. out to Eric. We'll, we'll make the connection. We'll do something yeah. to... Uh, get you know, get Eric's voice out there even yeah. bigger than where it is right now. Yep. Also, uh, on that note, as mentioned, I'm planning an event on for August 22nd. Yes, you was mentioning. Anyway, well. you can help out. Please do. As I said, I'm doing this. I'm volunteering. It, nothing is. Uh, I don't get paid for it. I don't work for the campaign. I'm just uh, merely like an Ar- Armenian American citizen who's concerned about our community, and I'm, I'm trying to get the word out in the community. Uh, the shift is actually the real virus that we have in our community, yes. and the and and the people are supporting me. So that's why I, I want to find a cure uh, to clean that. A vaccine. Well, we've got the vaccine sitting yeah, here. Vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> no placebo, my friends. You guys no are placebo. amazing. Eric, thank so, you again uh, for joining yeah, us, guys. We're not we're not going away yeah, just we're yet. We're just going to say us, goodbye to uh, Eric. Uh, we're yeah, gonna we're just listen to some music. music. <laughs> yeah. Are we back? <laughs> the break was sponsored by 
Eric Early 2020. <laughs> Eric, Eric for, Early 2020. For Congress. Oh man! Hey guys, everybody, thanks for uh, thanks for your patience while we were uh, saying bye to Eric. Thanks, you, thank you for setting that up, man. Yeah, yeah we appreciate that. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man, we'd really. I mean, this is basically where we talk about getting involved. This is like a way of getting involved and having us honored, and you know, uh-huh. thanks. Of course, of course. Well, is Ed, is Ed taking a smoking break? I think so. Possibly. Oh, fantastic. Uh, you you know when people say well. Here's the thing. Whenever you talk about these indoctrinations or what's truly going on with the communism mentality that the left has, people call you conspiracy theorists all of a sudden. It's like... Or racist. (laughs) What they don't realize is Google the damn word conspiracy theory. See when it was invented and why it became a popular word to be used against any time you questioned anything. I mean, that should answer your question. Right, and when they when I see all these comments about, well, you know, uh, Eric Early is just another politician. Well, first of all, he's not. He's a successful attorney. attorney. He's an attorney. But look at it this way: in twenty years, I haven't seen anything progress in our district, except for destruction. So, what's the worst that could happen if you vote Adam Schiff out? Honestly. What, could it get any worse, honestly? No, uh, of course not. I mean, it's the same thing as uh, Trump a- asked the black community, what do you have to lose? I mean, we, as, as, you, as you said, the, the homeless crisis, I mean, it's not only in Hollywood or Skid Row. Just look at Eagle Rock here, down, yeah. not far from here. When you exit Harvey, there's a whole community or here, there. Or in, 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 or in, drive. under a bridge. Yeah. Just or go under, under a bridge. bridge. Yeah. Just go under a bridge. Or here in, uh, in the city of Burbank, for example, like right by the tra- train tracks. There's a bunch of a homeless uh, uh, tents there with the Black Lives Matter sign. <laughs> Alvarado. <laughs> All right. Go to Alvarado. Go to 7th, 6th, 5th in Alvarado. What are you doing in Alvarado? <laughs> Find me. What are you talking about? Langer's Deli, bro. 7th in Alvarado. Is One it of the open? best pastrami. Pick up only. Oh, pick up only. One of the best pastrami sandwiches <laughs> you'll ever Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. I remember that. I've had it. It's the, mo- it's the most amazing. Pastor- I mean, you go, uh, but look at where it's located. And he and Norm Langer refuses to leave that area. He won't leave. What? Because it's. I mean, it's a because uh, he's protected. Monumental. He's protected by LAPD. You go inside. Have you been inside Langer's, or have you yeah. done only pick up? Okay. No, no. I, Haven't you seen all those LAPD plaques that he has all over the place with different sheriffs and deputies and different cops from the LAPD? He's protected, man. Hmm. But then you want to defund the police. You can. You too can be protected by wearing a Trojan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to defund the police. As a matter of fact, I think right now, currently in the city of Glendale, we have at least four council members who believe in that. Are, are you serious? No, man. I, I think that, yes. No, no, no. Thinking is one thing. No, I know for thing. sure. Really? Yes. But they won't speak it. They won't speak it. But I think they have. They, they, no, they no, share no, that you sentiment. Can't, you, can't, you can't defund the police in Glendale because here's you the thing. You can't, but I'm, saying, I'm just saying that I feel like there's at least four of them. They will share that sentiment. Okay, here's the thing. Let me, let me explain one thing. As far I as can, with, with, I can tell them my name if you want. No, 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 no. <laughs> but look at it this way. In, when selling real estate, one of the biggest selling points in the city of Glendale was... Our schools right now forget about that why because schooling is going to be online from what it seems like next semester as well uh, the next basic selling point is listen the police anytime you need there's an emergency if there's 
a problem, anything like that. You call 911, the cops are there in seconds. You defund the police in Glendale, you're you're asking for trouble. I'm not I'm not saying that they they're going to do it. They won't do doing it. it or that might might have been in the past like in terms of real set, but not currently in the current city council that's right now. I basically based on what I've seen, I think there's at least four council members, three for sure, one in the middle, one no. Uh, I don't know, but see Edo saying uh, city council is super liberal. Here's the thing, Ed. I wanted to run for city council, and I was told that you have to. What was it? You have to basically change into Democrat. a Democrat to yeah. run for city council. Not me. Now, why? I said, is it mandatory? He said, no, it's not mandatory. It's just that's what they would prefer if you it, have a chance. You, you have, yeah, you would have a chance to win. See, as a Democrat. I, I would love to run for city council in the Let's city do of it. I'm thinking about it. I've thought about it. Let's do We've it. We've talked about that before. We've talked about it. Ronnie Arno. Arnold Ronnie, <laughs> AR, it's, AR, it's AR, be, AR twenty one. <laughs> I, I, I think I think my best opponent is going to be Vereja Rajanya. I, I think I could be. Let's do it. AR twenty one. I AR twenty one. AR. Jesus Christ! You really want, you, really, you really want to go in with the ARs? Well, huh? you missed AR fifteen, so you got to do twenty one. Well, twenty one is the year that's the election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Look, I think I think the younger generation like us, we have to step up and. Uh, not be afraid to run for office and not think it's unattainable. That's the problem. A lot of people think, oh, who's going to vote for me? No, who? No, no, Okay, who voted for Varej? I mean, the guy has a show on Armenian TV. Okay, great. What, what was it? 17,000 votes. That's To TV. win, right? To win. I think yeah. it was 17,000 votes to win, which yeah. is not impossible. It's not impossible. But it's... In it, terms of our belief, the way... We, the, 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 in terms of um, our mindset... There is a hunger. There is a huge hunger. Yeah. Be- and and, and I'm, not, I'm not just saying it because. I, on a daily basis, I talk to people on social media, in businesses. I, I, I strike conversations. My friends who have businesses in Glendale, they strike conversations. They emboldened because of this. At, in the beginning, they were like kind of in the middle. Yeah. Not, not, they, were, they were like not trying to speak out just for, the, for people not to hurt their business on Yelp or mm-hmm. personally. But now they don't care anymore. Yeah. There's a huge hunger. So if anybody steps up, that represents the other choice. The other party. The, well, the, the problem, the thing with Glendale is not nonpartisan, supposedly. Closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's, Let's just bring your chair down a little bit. It, it's nonpartisan, but uh, it's technically a party. Whenever like candidates go around and say, this Democratic candidate endorsed me, Democratic Party endorsed me. See, this Par- is... Planned Parenthood... Uh, I don't know how many people in our are who are listening right now. We have total. Uh, we have fifty-seven on this channel, and then we have another hundred and something people on it's the other channels. Yeah, it's been uh, I'm just curious who's living in Glendale who would actually ro- vote for somebody red. Like, for example, on uh, honestly, I'm like this is like dead honest, guys. I'm I've thought about running for uh, city council as a Republican. Would That's you true. vote? Would uh, you vote? I, I yes. As, as are, a Glendale resident, I would. See, I'm, I'm not you're, a you're not a Glendale resident. resident. You're not, not a Glendale resident. resident. So I got one vote. I here. live in Malibu. If you're <laughs> wondering, I, I, I'll get you. Vo- you run, I run. The, the only reason why is because <laughs> hey, AR twenty one. I'm no, telling wait, you. Wait, wait. <laughs> let me tell you this, Ronnie. I think that's been our problem for years at Glendale City. I felt like the Armenians would take one another's votes out, and yeah. only one of the five. That's would win. true. That was the situation. Now we're not in there. But let's we talked at, about that, yes, right? A couple yes, weeks uh, ago, Stepan brought it up one of the first times he was here, and the reason was this: because in, now we are in a different situation. We are in a different 
time. In the past, that was the case because everybody was looking for the same pool of votes. The people on TV, the people on uh, the Armenian, you know, all these uh, grandparents, you know, all these Armenians. that want, Those are the pool of people that we're looking for. Going and getting the early voting, register them early. somebody to chase the mic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that mic has COVID That now. mic has COVID <laughs> Hey, Corona positive. <laughs> no, well, listen to the difference. If I speak, in, watch. There's a thing right here. Then, Push it down, and it'll bring your chair. And then out. if you do this, uh-huh. uh, now all the T's and P's. You see, that's the pup, the purpose of this is it's to, to block the B's, the P's. Yeah, okay, the, we should have got the tutorial in the beginning. Uh-huh. We, we we did. Nobody. Anyway, pays attention. I, I believe uh, <laughs> th- there's a huge hunger for it. Yeah, because uh, Armenians are not the only ones that live in Glendale. There's a lot of not white people who are disfranchised. They're not even voting. They don't even know who's in the city council currently. I don't know who the mayor he is, honestly. For Burbank? I have no idea either. Yeah, Burbank. <laughs> we just disclosed the location. But yeah. I know it's a female. Well, well, I'm not a Burbank resident, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's the thing in terms of, I mean, uh, at this time, uh, Glendale, basically any department you look at is basically extension of the DNC. I mean, I've seen the... I've seen recently a backlash because of my ring on one of the groups that I am an admin of. Mm-hmm. A very, and a bunch of. Uh, Is that a Trump ring? Yes. It's a custom made Trump ring. Custom made, right? yeah. What the? This guy really loves you're Trump. Real, you're a Trumper, real Trumper. I told you, I'm not a Republican, I'm a Trumper. Yeah. I'm a Trump patriot. We have a question that's off topic from, sure. the, uh, from oh. Harut. Speaking about what do the wiseness think about the conflict going on in Armenia right now? We support Har- we support our brothers in Armenia. Simple as that, man. I mean, none you, of none if you of would us would like us to go a little deeper, Harut. It's possible, maybe on another day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do all support the Armenian cause. Yeah, I, th- I think there's no one. Armenian that doesn't support. And I dare, and I said it on Facebook and social media. I dare you Turks to come out to Los Angeles and try to do what you're doing outside of LA. I dare you. None of you will. You guys are basically... On Glen Oaks. Do it on Glen Oaks. Forget Glen Oaks, man. Go Why? Any, it's a any wide street. Any street. Pick a street. I dare I, any of you. I say Glen Oaks, so we have plenty the of thing room is, to... Have you, seen some of the, have you guys seen some of the videos? It's sad, Unfortunately, bro. yes. One of them was an older gentleman. Yeah. He was taken out of his car, beach, and there was one where he was a well, young kid. Well, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to attack some guy that looks like they're gonna, he's going to kick their ass? I mean, they're going to always prey on the weak. That's what they do. That's just, sad. just like these Antifa bastards. What I mean, they pray. Ah, the Antifa—they're nothing, man. You, you tell Antifa we're going to civil war against them. Yeah, and Ant- Antifa like- is only important in Seattle. So, I mean, when it comes to the Armenian conflict, I'm going to give you my piece, Harut. The way I feel about it is, any Armenian you want to have a say in it, live in Armenia. That's my say. That's just my take. Don't have to listen to it. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many issues going on right now currently in the country that we're currently living. That, I mean, there's not much we can do in terms of Armenia right now ourselves. I mean, I was really big in Armenian issues. I was actually one of the original uh, founders of the Ar- uh, Hollywood March. Uh, but whenever you get involved in Armenian issues, unfortunately, you've been pulled into many directions. And that's what I don't like. Mm-hmm. And there's many bosses, very little lead, uh, followers. So that's why I got kind of uh, I don't have the expertise in lot in Armenian stuff. So that's why I don't really speak up in terms of Armenian issues. Yeah. Yeah. I try to be neutral, but of course we support it. I yeah. support hundred percent. 
Okay. Well, there's only so much you can do from... Facebook. What, what, what are we, like uh, 12,000 miles away? Yes. Whatever that is, yeah. right? Because to Armenia, I have no idea 18 how many miles 18-hour flight away, that's just my take on it. Armenia needs Armenians back in Armenia. That's my take on it. I don't have space to talk as I sit in America. I don't think I deserve the right to talk about that. Yeah. That's just my take. Wow, somebody said today a mom and a five-year-old boy got jumped in Philadelphia. So you see what the I read about that, yeah. Unf- that That's the thing. It's like, why why do you attack the, the, the weak? I don't understand. Why don't why you... Why the kids, man? Five-year-old? Yeah. Why? No, women and children? Why, why do you do that? Attack, you know, somebody, a, a guy in their 20s, 30s. You're talking about savages. That These people are back. savages. What you Did expect? you see that one Azerbaijani guy in Russia where he had a little outside market and he put a yeah. sign up and he said, I'm not selling to Armenians. A Russian guy conf- uh, confronted him. He said, you know... He didn't confront him. He beat the shit yeah, out well, of him. Yeah, well, he called him out. He said, you know, what's the sign? He says, you know, I'm not selling to Armenians. The guy literally beat the shit out of him. He slapped him yeah, silly. The next day, he actually <laughs> said, you know, I'm open to Armenians now. If, if One thing in terms of the Armenian Turkish... I grew up among Turks. As I said, I grew up in Germany. Mm. Ooh, and Germany wow, yeah. is full of Turks. I have Turkish friends. I had a... Uh, I mean, I was just I grew up on Twitch. So How so many of them were aware of the genocide? That's my point. No, most of them are not. You see? Most of them I'm are not. You, I had bro. only one instructor in 12 years that I lived in Germany and grew up and went to school. There, the one j- instructor who was German that knew about the uh, Armenian genocide. As a matter of fact, I bought him a book and gave him to inform him a little more. And most of them, they're not even aware of it. There was a, there was a Turkish guy at, the, at 24-Hour Fitness. My brother and I would, would, would work out. He was there. Always conversed with him. He never said he was Turkish. And then one day we said, hey, listen, uh, we're going to go to Tavern and go grab a drink. Would you be down to join us? He says, listen, man, I don't know if it's a good idea. We said, you know, why? Blah. Said, well, your people don't really like my people. I was like, are you <laughs> serious, bro? I'm like, in all these, t- all these months we've been conversing with you, I'm like, are you Azeri or you're Turkish? He goes, I'm Turkish. But he was a nice guy. And then conversation, other co- types of conversations started to begin. Uh, he opened up more to us. He said, listen in the part of Turkey that I'm living in, where I lived in, I'm sorry, they never spoke about the Armenian genocide. It was never taught to us. He said, I learned about it when I came to the States. Mm. Now our viewers have questions going into deeper politics about the issue. Yes, I have for years, anyone in my family buys anything Turkish. I took six uh, towels, brand new from the store my mom had purchased, cut them straight through right there, brand new with the tags on them. That's the only way I can get my people and my family to stop buying Turkish products. Well, so we all should be doing. We should have done that many years ago. I don't know this why has these been groceries. Why do these groceries profit even margin, it, brother? Profit it's margin. Business. Uh, fuck the profit margin. Everything's about profit. Why do they margin? carry inventory? Simple as that. Well, you, you, you don't think you can make a profit margin out of a let's say Mexican beans instead of Turkish beans or whatever the hell they produce? Why? Why? Right. Well, most support Goya. Purchase yeah. Goya. Most groceries like uh, Kings, for example, they don't market only to Armenians, you know, and that's the thing is like people don't understand. I understand like smaller groceries, those mom and pops, yeah, they have the right of not carrying it, but it's grocery like uh, Jones market. You're wrong, Ronnie. We're wrong, bro, because the competition is doing that to our people in Russia. If they, they turn back many trucks with Armenian produce because the owners of those markets are pro-Azeri or Azeri or Turk or whatever they're called. They're Turkic Mongols is what I call them. 
That's <laughs> what I describe Turks as, as Mongols. That's the way I see them as. Now, for if they can do that to our products in Russia, and we're here we are in America selling their products... That's the stupidest thing we can do. The only do. thing you can do is not shop and not buy it. I mean, but we that, that when we when we start doing that, we we basically feeding in the same mob mentality as we're constantly talking about the left, the Boy, cancel, culture. cancel culture, you know. And that's what I don't agree with. We, uh, you know, I know two I, different things. Sorry, Ronnie, it's, that's it's, just my. I don't feeling. think it's, a, it's it's the same thing when you say, "Oh, this is Turkish product," or "This is a." Conservative product that's not supported or boycotted, well, you know? I mean, he's right because if you he's ask, not, if you ask right. a leftist, Sorry. right? If you ask me, the way I look at it is if I spend a dollar on a Turkish product mm-hmm. and that's a bullet they use towards my people, right. I'm at fault. That's the way I blame myself. That's well, the way I think. They're that's blaming just, slavery. That's why you that, have choice as, or as a human not to buy that. But course. you cannot tell the store not to carry it. That's my thing. As far as the bigger stores goes... I mean, he has a point, in my opinion, as far as cancel culture goes, because, yes, that's exactly what we're talking about as far as Trader Joe's, right? They were talking about how all these brands are racist. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Goya or other products that they try to boycott. Why? Because it, 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 it triggers them. So you can say the same thing about Armenians. Well, why does Jones carry well, a Turkish product? If you're talking about slavery, Bersh says it the best. We buy Chinese products all the time. You think that's not slave labor? Let me see LeBron James go out there and stop, basically go to China and say, hey, listen, I don't want my shoes made in China anymore. I want them made in the United or Jordans, States. Or the Jordans, 200 Or bucks. even the Jordans, man. Those $200, $300 Jordans, man. Cost them $10 to produce. Why yeah. don't we stop slave labor in China then? I mean, if everybody's so concerned about... Racism and slave labor and all this stuff. Uh, you know, they, when it comes to the money that goes into it's, LeBron James's pocket, it's, it's not a big selective deal. Selective slavery. Of course, it yeah. is. Hundred percent. If it benefits me, I'm okay with it. If it if it supposedly hurts me, then I'm gonna bitch about it. I think it. Edwards laid on the uh, on the uh, uh, on the podcast. He's like, "What does Eric think about Turks?" Eric's gone. Eric left. Eric, Eric left. Eric, Eric, Eric supports the Armenian community and the yeah. Armenian cause. Yeah. Simple so, as that. So go on YouTube, uh, Eric, uh, early for Congress, and he has a bunch of videos that he recently recorded, and he talks about it as well over there. So yeah. If you missed his points, just go and look him up. So uh, Garen says, King and John, King's Market and John's are not national uh, supermarkets, so they can control what they uh, what they offer. Well, he's right. Is that they Facebook, have a cho- is they that have Facebook a choice and Twitter? They, have, they, they buy from distributors, right? They have a choice of what they buy and sell to our community. Now, if... Agreed. You have the choice, and you're the owner of that market. Maybe you are not gonna you're gonna miss out on twenty cents a can of tomatoes. Did, but on, did Anton stop selling stuff? Anton's never. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think Anton's had, had it, huh? No. Did he stop? But you have also to look at this I'm way: like sure. all these uh, stores buy them in bulk. Now you cannot just come one day and say, "Oh, let's let's boycott everything and not sell them." They can just like throw all those stuff away, and just because one day something happened. Now, going forward, that's a different story. If they choose still continuing it, that's a different story. But yeah. currently, I mean, they ha- those things are on the shelf. You cannot just, like, th- toss, uh, toss them away and, like, just because something happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as simple as it seems yeah. on the surface, a lot of things. When it comes to a bigger enterprise, there's a lot of different factors you have to consider. Um, it's much easier for... 500 square foot grocery to make those yeah because they have like decisions there are 30 maybe cans on the on the shelf versus thousands of them yeah 
you have pallets going yeah. everywhere across the country, man. And you I know that because a friend of mine, sorry, the, distributes all these plastic bags and containers to all these groceries. So I know, like, kind of uh, how big all these orders are. Look at it this way, man. Imagine, imagine the tomato sauces, the beans, all that stuff, going to, uh, going to a city in like Utah or like Idaho or like somewhere even in Texas where. They don't know about the conflict going on with Armenia and Azerbaijan and them looking at it like, oh, look, it's Middle Eastern or Mediterranean uh, tomato sauce or beans or whatever. They're going to buy it from Trader Joe's. Yeah. You do your part, brother. That's the way I feel. No, I get it. You do your but part. It's such look- a small thing, Ed. You know what I mean? What you can do is you can boycott it all you want. But at the end of the day, it's not going to make that big it, of a dent at all. Here's the challenge. I've had probably, I think, three shirts brought to me over the years from Armenia by visitors. Okay. They're all made in Turkey. And yeah, and, and, and the irony was the the shirts had a picture of a, an Armenian hero. Okay. Somehow We're they not thought I was. Yeah. Okay. Somehow they thought that's what I was going to wear, even though it didn't fit me because. Uh, We're not getting into yes, that part. Yes, <laughs> into that part either. Uh, so, but made in Turkey, all all three of them. And if if <laughs> i mean if armenia is doing that what do you expect from the diaspora let me tell right? you why so i i had that in my mind when you tell people in armenia they say listen majority of these people support their family by going to turkey bringing products and selling it to make a profit for their uh, for their family to run their mm-hmm. family right now if you give these people other platforms to work with cuz don't forget they could just bust into turkey bring it back why don't they go to uh, Georgia Where? or... Are they going to get... Because they're going to buy a made in Turkey in Georgia too. Or China, yeah. anywhere. Look, or, logistically, I mean, Turkey would make sense. I understand. Right? I understand. It's, it's, logistically, it's going to cost less shipping yes. and all that. And the product is There's, cheap. I, I understand that. But you see, ultimately, so it's all about profit. If, if I can make money, then I have to put aside my patriotism, right? But then the diaspora... We have to give up that, give up all of that, and fall into this cancel culture because we think it's going to help our cause. Well, one one question, or someone actually pointed out on Facebook recently. I was reading says Turkey has a large, still a large population of Armenians. How do we know that the products or companies we boycott are not owned by Armenians? Yeah, I mean, as I said, I grew up in Germany, and there's a lot of big community of Tash guys. Turkish yeah. Armenians, and they still have Tosh guys. They're not Turkish Armenians. Oh, Turkish right? Armenian. That's oh, what okay. we used to. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they would call them. Basically, okay. yeah. yeah. Our shirts are Our shirts are made in where? Where? where Armenia. Are Armenia made? made in Armenia. No, are you, are, <laughs> say what the <laughs> seriously? Where are they made? Well, they're printed here. In I the know US. they're printed here. Our, someone's asking where is our shirts this shirt are, manufactured in the U.S.? No, no. This no. shirt, the, okay, the black shirt itself, it's print. This print it's made in Mexico is here, is made here. The shirt itself, I don't know. I ripped the tag off. I don't like tags my, on my, my shirt. My masks are made in Mexico, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd rather go Mexico China. than China any day. Yeah, it's China. It's, it's Bangladesh. <laughs> okay, can we so move on? Did you want to talk about nineteen? I'm down for it. Let's go. Uh, there's certain limits I could talk about it. Just because I don't want to get someone HIPAA, that's the only What's reason. What's HIPAA? Why. You know what HIPAA is. Hippopotamus. HIPAA. 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 Out of okay. everyone here, right, you're asking who's HIPAA. Okay. What's HIPAA? I, I, as a lot of you know, I was gone for two weeks. Now, uh, I did not have COVID. 
Okay. I did, yes, I, let's yeah. clarify that. <laughs> let's clarify that right away. Uh, tested, <laughs> negative. I did not have COVID. Now, uh, my wife did have COVID. Um, now, there's obviously certain limitations I could talk about this because uh, she's not at work right now and she's not going to be going to work until she tests negative twice. Uh, and we wanted, we wanted to take certain safety precautions prior to that. Now, the reason why I didn't show up is because um, when she did test, she tested positive. I went and got tested. I didn't have my results back yet. So as you guys know, you know my cousin and Edgar is diabetic. So uh, not only to Edgar, to respect Edgar, but his so family, all of us, Armun's yeah. family. We had guests on. Stepan Partamian was on, which was uh, it sucked that I wasn't here because Stepan is. V- I'm very close with Stepan, and, uh, and I wanted to be here, but unfortunately, out of respect to him, Armun's family, Edgar's family, um, there was no way I was taking a chance. That's why I didn't show up. Um, when Elna's test did come back positive, again, I was like, I'm, I'm in the house. She is quarantined in the room, but again, you never know droplet something uh this thing apparently does spread like wildfire um yeah we decided to take one more week <laughs> off because we had two other people here can we not please use the term wildfire anymore <laughs> okay whatever it is you tell me it spreads like hotcakes <laughs> no like a flu damn it that's what it's like, like a flu whatever it is love not, whatever it is not even that's all right whatever thing. whatever we had we had two other people here we had daniel and we had what was her name Meg. Meg. Was it Meg or Linda? Linda. 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 Meg. Where'd you get Link Meg from? Megurdici. Yeah, there we go. There was a Meg in there somewhere. So we had Linda's family and we had Daniel's family. And again, Armund and Edgar again. We didn't want to risk it. Now, again. Should Levy go get tested or? Who? Levy. Why would Levy could get tested? Well, he was sitting next to you when he was on the show. Levick probably gave it to me and then I gave it to thing. Yeah, is that what you were trying to say? Oh, Poor Levick. He had nothing wow. to do with all this. But, but here's the thing. Uh, Elena is totally fine. Like beyond fine. Symptoms were beyond mild. Um, guys, load up on your vitamins. Load up on your immune boosters. Exercise. Get out there. Don't be cooped up at home. Uh, if you have a fever, don't put socks and sweats and go underneath the sheets and basically try to quarantine yourself thinking, I'll just sweat it out. No, you're not going to sweat it out. You're going to end up going to the hospital and they're going to intubate you and you're not going to come out. Just uh, just literally load up on your vitamins, take care of yourself, exercise, you'll be fine. Um, Any specific exercises you recommend? or I can't say. <laughs> no. Hello. Hello, I can't say, sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Well, Alan thought my music was porn music. I don't know what type of porn he's been watching, but it's, it's Spanish I guitar, heard that. bro. I heard that. Yeah. Been... Said <laughs> yeah, Alan said that. Alan, please share. What Send you're, us the copy of your watching <laughs> Spanish porn. But yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, that's that's Por- basically that's basically <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it was. Uh, I'm I am going to go get tested again. Again, I want to do it. Mm. I want to do it one more you time. You seem to be enjoying that. The, <laughs> I yeah. thought it was. Wait a minute. I is that was, how they've been testing you? No, I his is. Sh- <laughs> 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 and it's not even a Q-tip. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought, I thought it was. Doctor, why are both your hands on my shoulders? <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
that's the Biden test. That's the Biden test. Oh my god! Yeah, we're no, we're good. We're getting out of hand, guys. We're good. We're safe. We're clean. We're uh, we're STD free. We're COVID free. We're no, we're good. We're good. Simple as that. I mean, again, it was. I was never concerned about what's going to happen to you guys. It was more so about not spreading to potentially others since it's like wildfire. Yeah. But look, ultimately, this is what I tell people. And some of them think I'm crazy, stupid, whatever they want to think. The more people think you're stupid and crazy, that means you're on the right track. So look at it this way. Anything positive that's posted on social media about COVID gets deleted. Of course. Just look just look at that mere fact. Don't look at anything else. Don't take my word for it or anybody's word for it. Just why are all the positive, optimistic videos being taken down? That's what you have to look at. If this really is what it is, what are we laughing at? <laughs> I, just, I just had a replay. <laughs> of Arnold getting... Just look, look, don't, look, don't talk about my sex life. You know, look, look at that mere fact. And the second thing I will tell you to look at is, and this is what blows my mind, is imagine if, let's say you go to a uh, alcohol rehab, right? A oh, Yes. And there's literally a bar next to the meeting room. You think that would be conflict of interest? What are, you, are you kidding me? Would it? I mean, of course I'm it just would. asking. Or, I think there's laws against where you can even open a AA place, right? I mean, I'm not sure. I've never really. Hypothetically speaking, I hope there is. Yeah, I've never looked into uh, having a bar next to an AA facility is probably I, one I of the most irresponsible there. things you could ever do. So, then explain to me. I mean, I hope that's a good enough example, or you know, selling drugs at a drug rehab center, or you know, I mean, literally. Us trusting the CDC is conflict of interest above and beyond that even. Because the CDC owns the vaccine patents for majority of these vaccines. So how do we trust their their information, their stats, their recommendations? We don't. Well, you, the there's four of us six, don't. There's only six pharmaceutical companies, main pharmaceutical companies, there's six of them. Mm-hmm. That's the sad part. That's where you start from. They're they're pharmaceutical companies. Nobody says you have to follow their guidelines, right? But we have Bro, the to. Guidelines are changing weekly. Forget about the changes, but isn't it a conflict of interest for CDC, Center for Disease Control? Okay, that's supposed to be a neutral organization. Okay, correct? it shouldn't hold any patents. Fauci should not be holding ownership of any patents. I mean, that that's like the... It's a private organization, bro. What are you talking about? Why can't they? I'm, tr- I'm playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. here. Don't get me wrong. Why can't they? Because... It's a private organization. Because it's suppo- whether private or public or government, if you're the neutral agency that supposedly... Well, uh, they're, puts the, out reports. they're the head agency, basically. Okay. Look at it that way. They're not the neutral. They're the head, basically. Head. You still have to be neutral because you cannot pick a side. 
you have to be neutral as far as this is what's best for you to control this disease. That's what the meaning of CDC is. Well, at this point, I don't believe any any governmental agency, especially on the federal level, it's neutral. Because when you, ha- when, you had, when you had a government that didn't care about that, the previous government, mm-hmm. and they put up in place people that basically manipulated the numbers and to push a point. I was reading uh, an article recently, uh, not recently, maybe uh, two months ago, about CDC adjusting the numbers by 40%. The, uh, so just imagine anybody taking a test and miss messing up by 40%. That's a D. That's a fail. Besides, besides the li- insurance licensing in, in, in California, you can get a D still pass. What do you mean get a D still pass? Well, the life insurance license in California, you need to only get a 60%. So well, They lowered it? Yeah. It used to be 70. <laughs> it All used to states. be 70. So you could be a moron. So the bar exam too, so guys. The law, yeah, the bar exam is now, isn't it 50 now? I personally Depen- read depending, depending on Depending on the uh, well, state, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure the bar exam well, is much harder. Than the yeah, but so you can take it from home now and they've lowered the passing rate yes so i should so i should study for the bar I read this article yeah. that said the reason they're doing this whole lowering the bar for the bar exam i guess you could say that they want more uh, hispanic and uh people Affir- of affirmative color action to be able to pass which in itself is wrong when so you're saying i have to lower the standards for one group of people to have more people involved that in itself is racist. Well, they've been doing that for years. It's called affirmative action. Getting, getting, getting people into colleges based on their ethnicity. I've been a victim of well, affirmative Haru says 60%, exactly basically. It's been 60%. Haru, to answer your question about the CDC, Google uh, Fauci, CDC, and ownership of patents, and you'll see it comes up. Uh, Ani Kopian says... Armand, be careful. You're thinking too much and questioning. <laughs> Your head might explode. <laughs> people don't like people who think. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Well, why, yeah. Are you, why do you keep thinking? Ani, you, th- you know what I think it is become Ani? It's actually become not people who don't like people who think. I think it's people who are more logical. They don't like you being logical. If you logically make sense, then you know what? No, you, no, 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 no. You are a racist. You are a bigot. You need to be shut down. You need to be censored. And we're going to delete your post off of Living England, though. Edo makes a great point. I remember this article. Canada's CDC was saying safe sex during COVID should be through the glory hole. No, what? <laughs> was this real? I thought he was messing with us Bro, the whole come time. on, man. I, I remember something like that. Well, wow. okay, let me ask you this. If, if they are planning to teach kids in school that oh, oral yeah, sex yeah. is safe sex. 72 genders. Do you? Yes. I mean, you really think they wouldn't? Talk about the glory hole when it comes to COVID. I was, no, I was surprised. That, Canada. That's, mean, an Canada ex, that's an exit only. Hey, hole. It's, it's Trudeau. Come on. I think you know what it is. I have a friend. I well, I wouldn't actually call him a friend. I could call him more of an acquaintance. Uh, in Canada, he lives in Ottawa, and they're sick of the Liberal Party in, in Canada oh, at yeah. this point. They're like, we need Trudeau out of here. They're, they're like, we're we're seriously tired of it. Yeah, I was on vacation before all this mess in in, in, in Cancun, right. I got back and all this quarantine BS <laughs> happened. So you I could ta- have been the one that brought it in, Ronnie. Well, I was in Mexico. You could so. have been, though. Well, I could have been, but I, I'm sure it's not. 
It's the China virus. Yeah, the Jack Daniels didn't allow. China. <laughs> Clean my body. China. 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 Well, I met a bunch of Canadians. My point is this. I met a bunch of Canadians because I was at the same time when, Canadian, when Trudeau closed the borders and every uh, all these Canadians had to go back. So I talked to a bunch of them and they're fed up. You know, as, as, as yeah, you they're, they're they're fed up about Trudeau. They're just like, See, we don't I'm, believe I'm, it. It's all I'm just BS. curious as far as Eric running for count, for Congress. I just wonder. I'm like, will it play out the way I see it as far as literally this, the the state shifting red and going, you know what, screw Schiff and then eventually getting to Newsom and saying, you know what, screw Newsom and everybody just shifting shifting left and going, I'm shifting right, right and just going red, man. I'm, I just, you because guys think California will more, ever go bro, all the red? The more people you talk so, yeah. to, the more people are starting to despise Newsom, man. Exactly. I think you guys are wrong. I'm just going to tell you guys how I feel. I feel like even where we are right now, when this was the city last where we are red? Right when was the last time it was red? Was it 92? Wasn't in terms of no, was it Schwarzenegger red? In terms of presidential? No, that was yeah, it was yeah. Reagan, bro. Uh, in terms of governor was uh, I don't know, you can call him red. Bro, there's uh, a shirt I want to buy yeah, where it, it's re- it says Reagan Bush 2004. No, 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 no. It's Reagan Bush 84. Yeah. Have you seen that shirt? Yeah. It's Reagan Bush 84. The entire country is red except for the guy who's uh, Democrat. Montana, yeah. Montana, Mont- he was blue. Like was, the whole uh, country uh, yeah, was red. Uh, yeah. Really? Montel. That's yeah. the guy who was running Montel. Was insane, bro. <laughs> First time appointing a woman for a VP. Wow. You see how that turned out. Yeah. But you know what I was you know I was talking to my cousin about? He was saying the only thing that concerns him about Biden, he's saying if he puts Michelle Obama as his VP, he won't. He'll win. I, I'll tell you who is. And he who, will. I think if he I, puts Michelle as VP, he'll win. Maybe no, he will. Uh, I'll bet he will. He'll win. I'll tell you who he's going to pick. Uh, here's the thing: I, it sounds scary me saying it, but if he puts Michelle Obama as his VP, he will win. Be- I promise Mich- you that. Yeah, if if, but the problem is that she would not go for it because that's beneath her. Well, as, as being a VP, from going from a first lady into bro, are you kidding? Well, who are you talking about, bro? She'll be president in a week. <laughs> I just told you it's less than fifteen days, homie. Yeah, less than. How fifteen long does it days. take for a, a seventy-eight-year-old to die from COVID? <laughs> Fourteen days. She, well, he, they, no, it's he's going to pick someone like Stacey Abrams. If you know who she is, no, I have no idea. She's the one that ran uh, for governor in Georgia. And why is that important? Because she is a African American lady. One, two, the Democrats were betting on her. To win Georgia, to turn Georgia blue, and she still hasn't conceded the race, by the way, to to the current governor. Mm-hmm. So, and she's been going on a bunch of view. Uh, just Google her, Stacy Stacy Abram. I bet you she's gonna he's gonna pick someone like her because just for the fact to turn Georgia. It's Georgia. not a Georgia thing. This is more about the votes. Well, votes. African. There's a bunch of Ameri- African Americans in Georgia. And once, if they vote... It's not about the African-American vote. It's the women's vote. Well, women, African-American... And I want to see a woman as a president, but I'm just glad it wasn't Hillary. The point is not about mm. women Candace or men. It's about Candace Owens for qualified president. people. Yeah, that's the only woman I would vote uh, in today, Candace Owens. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Ivanka. Ivanka. You guys know there is a third party in this election coming up, right? I mean, yeah, and Kanye West screwed it all up. The Libertarians well, still have uh, George Jorgensen running. Yeah. And I am registered as a no, Libertarian, no. so mm. good luck. There you go. Well, that's, how, that's, that's where it goes. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Any, anything <laughs> else you guys want to touch base on before we call it a night? Yeah, we've got a... Uh, <laughs> what? What happened? The, the mental circus monkey 
running for the DNC with possibly a transvestite VP. That's going to be one circus show. <laughs> He's getting a kick out. I'm just praying. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it's that we have a tele- televised deba- debate. It has to be. How else? It's not well, they, they don't want to do it at all. I just, not what, what's the reasoning? Because of COVID? Yeah. You don't need crowds. You can't. You can put oh, them. You're gonna take they're usually chance twenty foot apart. Listen, it's like my house is gonna. My house will hopefully be done by then. I'm gonna have a brand new sixty-five inch, seventy that's inch, it? brand new. Yeah, well, that's all my wall. That's why I set up my wall because it's close enough. I was thinking eighty-two. Okay, you know what? I'll get a projector. <laughs> Just I'll get a, a projector, <laughs> and then uh, we'll set up barbecue, burgers, everything, the whole nine yards, and we'll watch it. We'll all watch it together. And we'll go live on the Wise Nuts and what watch it What day is election night? Uh, Tuesday, March 3rd. Yeah. That sucks, man. It's right one day after my late birthday, so. so that's, that's basically you either celebrate real big or you just don't. Big. I don't plan on celebrating small. Trump is going to be big this time. He's going to win New Jersey. He's going to win Minnesota. He's going to win Michigan. Again. The only state I'm concerned is Pennsylvania. Because the governor is a blue uh, Democrat, obviously, and Mr. Semi Live Biden was tries to just trying to win that state as well. Hmm. I don't think Biden knows he's running for president. Yeah, I, I still just don't <laughs> he, think he's he reminded. I think the only the only way people are going to vote for Biden, if you ask me, is just like how they voted for Trump. It was against Hillary. Yeah, because the way it is. I, I, I but just remember, can't. Bernie supporters aren't going to vote. You'll see. That's, that, that's fine, but. I just, I mean, and I'm not trying to be funny or a smart yes, ass. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, sir, you're smiling. <laughs> I'm seriously not. Okay, let's see what you I, to say. I just, I, I really want, I mean, and I challenge somebody out there that truly wholeheartedly believes in Biden and can rationalize why to please come he has sit here. experience, 40 years experience. 48, oh, Experience of what? What? Nothing. Nothing. No accomplishments. Nothing. Just because you've been in office 48 years doesn't mean you He hasn't know, changed shit in 48 Nothing years. Nothing has changed. So that, but I, that's what I want. I want somebody to truly help me understand because nobody has been able to. The moment you ask them something, they're like, well, you're racist. Okay. Because I'm not Why don't supporting you just Biden. Drive down. Racist. This is the nice area right behind us. Yes. Bunch of Biden signs right outside their door. Go Knock on their why. door. You know what you oh, got to tell them? The you got to tell them, listen, there's oh, we, a big we, pile of shit on, yeah, your, we, on, your, <laughs> on your lawn. Do you want me to get rid of it? <laughs> the only thing they will say is that we want the president, uh, the president to be presidential. <laughs> Bird says, but, sorry, but, oh my God, you guys are, what Biden's going to randomly die and Michael Obama will be elected. Both men want to be president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> he ain't lying. He, he can't even say anything to the guy. He ain't lying. <laughs> oh my god. I like how he said Michael. <laughs> oh my god. Oh gosh, man. Isn't that his name? The original name? <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. The one picture with that green dress gives it away big time. L- Levick, thanks for thanks for the kind words. Oh man. Anyways, we need to wrap uh, it up today, yeah. guys. Uh, Ronnie, big thanks to you, man. Thank, yeah. Thanks to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for the support, by the way, man. Anytime. We really we Anytime. see it. We appreciate it. We love it, man. Thank you so much for A- all that. Anytime. Again, uh, August 22nd. It's a Saturday. I'm going to send an invitation out. Anybody who's interested, text me. It's going to be an exclusive event for about 200 Armenians. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Social distancing? It, it's going to be in the backyard, so... Nice, okay. So, it's so you air. can wear your mask. None of us have COVID, so we'll, just, just we'll social test you distance. at the, yeah. we'll we'll test you at the door. door. With, with the social <laughs> distance, your glory hole. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Uh, Let's guys. wrap it up with the glory hole yeah. today. Ronnie, thanks again, man. We really <laughs> do appreciate it. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, guys. It was great to be back today. Again, uh, are you going to be back next week or you have other man, plans? Hopefully, man. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, guys, Ronnie was even saying it today. We're on YouTube. Wise Nuts is on YouTube. All of our episodes are up there. Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Overcast, iHeartRadio, we're on there. Follow us on Instagram, Wise Nuts Podcast, Kiss Daily FM. Memes. Yeah, we'll hopefully make it to. Well, we're taking uh, Ryan Seacrest's seat on, on uh, weekday and if mornings. If you want change, share Eric Early's website, share his campaign information. Absolutely. Don't, don't sit on your ass and complain and bitch about how yeah. nothing's going on. Yeah. Also, guys, we got new merch. We have merchandise and we have a new shirt coming out, Legalized Freedom. If you guys are interested in our merchandise, Hit us up on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. Message us. Let us know how you could get it, and we'll let you know. I wonder he's in sales. There my, you go. My last point again, please get involved. Again, you guys don't have anything better to do. You guys are sitting at home at this point. So There you go. Yes. Have a great, great week, guys. Out, and put on a mask, damn it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>